Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And like we've said, folks, the Chill Boys now have t-shirts and hoodies, along with their underwear and socks made out of bamboo. Go to www.chillboys.com. And if it's your first order and you have not ordered yet, type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order on thechillboys.com, and they've just got great stuff, but uh, let's introduce our guest. I'm joined by Jack Mason, the producer, Trevor Olson, my name is Gage Osmus, and we've got Ryan Coyne in the studio. He's a former University of Minnesota Golden Gopher hockey, he's a er, goaltender, sorry, he's our first goaltender in the studio we've ever had, so... Um, Coiner's from Maple Grove, right? From yep. Maple Grove, ends up playing for the Gophers, playing goalie. Thanks for coming on, Coiner. We really appreciate having you in here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be the first goalie. I thought there'd be one by now, but uh, there's a list of guys that I'd give you after the podcast that would love to be on here. You I could love be it. good. We'll take any yeah. name you'll give us. Yeah, first yeah. We- first weird guy on here. <laughs> That's besides- great. Besides fashion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Coiner came in and he's like, hey, have, you, have you had any other goalies on? And Olsen and I look at each other and we're like, uh, I don't think so. Holy shit. No, yeah, we yeah. haven't. He's the first goalie. Yep. You get it's kind of exciting. Here. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get camera. We'll get camera. <laughs> camera, camera, camera. <laughs> he's in the middle of a playoff run right now. With <laughs> oh, the yeah. everybody. It's, we, we're not going to interrupt that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate having Absolutely. you here. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's get into our weekend recap brought to you by Beauty Status. And Beauty Status, ladies and gentlemen, is an authentic brand selling Minnesota hockey apparel and other things such as stickers and flags for your man caves. Um, they just do a great job with hats, T-shirts, you name it. They've got it. Um, just an authentic, genuine brand um, from the state of Minnesota here. So... Go check their stuff out on www.beautystatushky.com and all the socials, their beauty status hockey. Um, let's get into re- weekend recaps here. Ols, you always start us off. What'd you get up to? Yeah, I went up, uh, I went northeast to Hayward, Wisconsin, played my first stroke play um, golf event. Um, I haven't been golfing a whole lot the last two years, but uh, 30 guys came down from Duluth, where I'm from originally, um, and made a little trip out of it. We stayed at the old uh, casino there, the Seven Winds Casino in Hayward, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. So we spent uh, the morning at the golf course um, at qualifying round and then hit the casino for about six hours. So and, how'd you dart them there? You know, I played okay, but I ended up shooting 80. I missed uh, champ flight by a couple of strokes. So I ended up in uh, in the third flight, but I ended up taking down the championship on the weekend so did you yeah in yes. the third flight there you took her home yeah so you play uh you play so you hustled them yeah the first couple of days just well so i felt can... i felt bad you know like yeah. i said I, i'm not playing a whole lot lately so i you know a few bogeys I here like and there. what, what did you say you shot 80 first night though yeah i haven't been playing a while i shot 80 
Yeah, that's uh that's yeah. a pretty good round yeah. for not playing oh. a while. Yeah, I don't play much. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't played in a couple of years. <laughs> just hacked her around, shot an eighty. Won the championship. <laughs> pretty embarrassing, but uh well, you know, I'm not gonna tell anyone about it except you guys. I'm so. I'm very passionate about golf. I wish I would have played golf rather than hockey. No, that's not true, but I'm better at golf than I was at hockey. So Yeah. I didn't know um, that. Yeah. No. Good. I went, like I said, when I play a ton, I'm I'm pretty good golfer. One, two handicaps. So okay, how'd you do at the tables then? Lost, lost. Yep. yep. Pretty, casino, yeah. pretty. Yeah, the Olsons don't do very well at a at a casino or. I think any any last name you mention there. Yeah. They don't do <laughs> that well might at be the true. casino. <laughs> that might be true, but they had the craps table. They had everything going there. It was a it was a fun weekend. Expensive one, but um, it was it was a good one. Long drive home though on Sunday for sure. Yeah, I like that coiner. You get up to anything good on the weekend? Yeah, we were like pretty close to each other this past weekend. I was just west of Hayward. Where were you at? My uncle's got a cabin on uh, Lake Chippewa Flowage. No shit. Yeah. Do you know that lake? So that's got to be... Um, I don't know how many miles it is, but it's like directly west. That's got to be... So Spooner's... Yeah, south. I drive through Spooner to get there. Yeah, we so go it's, through really, Stone it's, lake. Really, it's really close. Yeah. It's really close to Hayward. So do you know Lake Chippewa? I've never been there, no. So my uncle's got... It's basically just a lot. He's got a camper and he's got a bunkhouse. Yeah. And so this lake is... It's a little bit bigger than Lake Minnetonka. Okay. But 90% of the shoreline can't be... Uh, there's no upon. life on it yeah that's it's kind wildlife. of wildlife yes and that's because uh, i don't know you know the technical term for it but it's like native owned land yeah so it's originally five separate lakes and they dam it to make one big lake but each really? of these yeah but each of these individual lakes because shoreline is like very not accessible a lot of places where there's little slips of shoreline they built resorts because you could build off of the shoreline itself. Yep. Oh, yeah. And every single resort has a bar. Oh, nice. So there's 14 bars on this lake. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You just go bar hopping. Yeah. yeah. So so I went up there, and Tyler was with me, my younger brother, and uh, his girlfriend, and actually my older brother's wife, and then my aunt and my uncle. So it was us six. And uh, so Saturday, six of the bars get together, and they do what they call a T-shirt run. Okay. So you get a punch card at any one you stop at. You go to all six, you get a drink. At the end of it, you get a t-shirt. So that's what we did. That's oh, what, sweet. Yeah. That's fun. So that's that's we, energy. That's yeah. good vibes right there. So that's what we did on Saturday. I love that. So Sunday was a, was a drive home for me too. I'm, gl- I'm, glad you br- I, I'm glad you brought up Tyler. Tyler was a UND yep. guy with us. UND <laughs> football player. We always just, we, we hung out with him quite a bit. Um, Coiner, the older coiner. Well, you you do have an older brother too. Yeah, though, I have an older you? you're the middle brother, right? Yeah, I'm the middle. Yeah, a boy. Love that. Yeah, so you know, you you had the brother at UND who played football, so you obviously traveled down there to watch some games. So you've got some stories from UND, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, which which we like in this room. Yeah, yeah. Not for any reason, but uh we just like UND stories. I don't know why. Yeah. Um Mace, what did you get up to this weekend? Uh, Friday and Saturday, I had uh, one of my good buddies from North Dakota come down, so I spent those two days with him just kind of watching hockey. And then uh, on Sunday, me and some buddies went down to Ames, Iowa, uh, hit a froth round with one of my buddies who lives down there. And then uh, after that, we went to the Iowa Cubs versus St. Paul Saints game. And it was 16-6. to 
There were eight home runs in <laughs> just for the Saints. Really? Damn. They kicked the shit out of them. Oh, oh I love that. That's I sick. love that. It was fun to watch. Just and then, home uh, runs. What did you do uh, yesterday on a very special day? Uh, yeah, it was my birthday yesterday, so me and my family, well, I worked first of all, and then uh, me and my family went out to uh, Giuseppe's, which is like an Italian restaurant in uh, Rosemont, and that was really good. Had some Peronis. And then uh, ah, you went the Peroni route, huh? Yeah. Is that the, is that the noodle uh, with the mashed potatoes on the inside, or that's pierogi? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Peroni's a beer. Got those mixed up. What <laughs> 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 are those pierogi? I used to have those things, you know, like you, it's like a noodle on the outside, and you got mashed potato on the inside. Yeah, You're like, I don't, I don't know about this, but it tastes good. Okay, what's a Peroni? Kind of fill me in there. Uh, it's like uh, Italian beer. I think it's imported from. Oh Italy. yeah, it's uh, one of those green ones. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. way off on that. <laughs> so, uh, it's a noodle with mashed potatoes in the inside, and then there's a beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our clip early, like we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, right? yeah, so. You so, celebrated the birthday. How does it how does it feel turning twenty three? Uh it feels kinda weird. Uh someone said that you're closer to twenty five now than I am to twenty one and that makes me Jesus feel super Christ. old, so Yeah, well the, you know, yeah. you got a couple guys in here that uh you know knocking on thirties uh, door here. I would love to be twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three is kind of a bad one though, you know, twenty two you still have that Taylor Swift song, you know, yeah, feeling twenty two, you know, like you you're still young. 23, you're definitely starting to feel up there. Um, I mean, people make fun of us, but I mean, I just turned 27 a couple months or a month or two ago, and that feels really weird. I got 29 in a month. Every a year, month. I feel like I feel like every year you turn a year older, it's just, ah, that's weird. Yeah. That, yeah. that last year seemed to go by quicker than the last one, too. Like, every year seems to go by a little quicker than the last one. It's like, ah, I, don't, I don't like this. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's a good weekend. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good weekend. Happy yeah. birthday, Mace. Everyone wish happy birthday. Mace a happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my weekend was, <clears throat> it was fun. It was, so my mom actually ended up coming to town um, for a funeral we had on Saturday. Friday, I golfed with, a, I golfed with three guys. Um, and we started out, we started out playing our own ball and it was kind of, you know, we're all like, yeah trying to debate before you go out there on the first hole like you know what are we doing should we play this game that game debated a two two v two scramble kind of thing because it's a friday you know and we might be having some drinks out there and we're like nah let's, let's play our own ball it'll be more fun and then i think by hole like 13 we were four men scrambling it in just just, to, just, like, just against ourselves let's <laughs> <laughs> try to bury this one boys four man scramble <laughs> We're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, uh, juice. and then, yeah, Saturday went to uh, Duke Besser's funeral there. Yep. Um, actually, obviously, a sad, really sad thing when it, when anyone dies, but uh, those are always, you know, it's they bring they bring people together that are close with each other, and you end up, you know, spending time together, so they end up being a, a, a good thing to happen. And yeah, um, you get to see some old friends there, and um, we ended up having a fun night out of it. I, I'm going to say, I, I was going to say, I'm sure it was a more of a celebration of life. It right? was. Like it Duke, was. Duke Besser yeah. was a super like awesome human. That whole family is the same way. So yeah. I'm sure there was some sadness, but uh, 
it's definitely sad, but it was it was definitely more of a celebration of life. Yeah, like yeah. you know, everyone's trying to and you and you try to think of you know, Dukes probably want us to be happy here and hang yeah. out with each other yeah. and have a good time, which which a lot of people would when they pass. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that was <clears throat> nice to do that. But uh, let's move on to our hypotheticals here. Um, got a couple of interesting ones. The first one. Okay, your favorite nickname and mascot combo in sports. So, could be any sport, any league, any level. Could be a youth team, anything. I got the... So, is the nickname like the nickname of the sport, or is it like a nickname of a certain team? No, it's like the the name of the team... And then the mascot along with their team. logo or oh, okay. mascot or whatever. Somebody else has to go first. And, then uh, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I misinterpreted. No. Yeah. Um, and, and and I'm not going to limit it to one because I've I've got a bunch written down here that I enjoy. Um, I can start us off, obviously. Sure, fire away. The first one, it's not even close. I'm going to go with the East Grand Forks Green Wave. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, you know, with a, with a green wave as the uh, mascot. There, um, no one and, and no one really knows what a green wave is. Is that coming down the river? Or? Yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of debate there on what it is. It could be the crops flowing yeah. in the wind. You know, it could be it. You know, kind of looks like a green wave. What I think of it as is is you know everyone from East Grand Forks is kind of a nail gun. Um, and you know, whenever we would play sports, we'd all be Super wearing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we'd all be wearing green and it, and it was kind of like a huge tidal wave coming at you and we were just green, a couple so, of heavies. Yeah. <laughs> so, green. You know, I could see why they're like, oh my God, they're the green wave. It's the big green wave coming at us. But, uh, that's one of my favorites, obviously. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to forget the, uh, North Dakota fighting Sioux there, which was probably my favorite, um, logo nickname combo ever what other teams did you play for um, yeah. <laughs> next one up the utah grizzlies <laughs> you know we're bears you yeah. know. bears just a, it's, it's a nail when they see the animal. bears coming at you no but i've got, i've got one coast team that, that was my favorite obviously it's everyone's favorite it's the wheeling nailers okay uh, well yeah tough to beat that wheeling nailers i mean that's that's just an and I have the other ones, which are my favorite. Um, I don't know why I like these, but it's like the New York Yankees. You're an American or whatever. The New England Patriots. Patriots. And then you got the Montreal Canadiens and the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. So you call a Canadian a Canuck sometimes and Canadians. Um, I just think those are cool. You know, you're, yeah. it's just the, the nickname. Stoic. Of, yeah. It, you know, it's yeah. a stoic meaning. And I couldn't, I, I was trying to like pick one or the other on the Canadians or the Canucks. I, I like the Canadians, you know, they, they're called the Habs and they're just historic, kind of their colors. So they, yeah, they, they mean a lot. They, they've got a lot of history, but I'm going to have to go. I think the Canucks edge them out because calling a Canadian a Canuck is almost like, a chirp to them. Yeah. But they've got a pro team called the Canucks. So it's, I love that name for Canadians. You're, you're a fucking knucker. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So those, those are the ones I had. Um, there's plenty more out there, but <clears throat> yeah. Coiner fire away. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I wasn't thinking about high school teams or junior teams or whatever, but uh, you know, one, one that stood out to me is the NFL team and, and they just moved. So it's kind of weird. 
For the Vegas Raiders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the Raiders and football yeah. that I'm just and their like, colors. yes, I the like black. That. And then the stadium's Silver, black yeah. now. And then you got the guys in the stands with like the spikes on the shoulders. And you're just like, yeah, I don't want to play these, these guys. These guys are yeah. nails. These yeah. guys are nails. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that that just kind of <laughs> resonates with me as like, yeah, this is football. We're. We gotta we gotta get some merchandise with a shirt that just says nails. Yeah, yeah, that's got. I feel like you said that word thirteen hundred times. It might in even 24- be more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really good. But I agree, uh, the Raiders are fucking bonkers and yeah. they're fun to watch. Yeah, I'll take that. And then uh, just the Minnesota North Stars. Even yeah, though they moved. Oh, nice one. Just yeah. really good. That's just classic and. You know, I think I might have been alive for a couple months yeah. while they were still here. That's that's and a really I'm like, good pick. damn, and, I can't and, believe they're gone. And they're they're another team that left Minnesota that just fits Minnesota so well as yep. the, the the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. The T Wolves should be called the Lakers. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. That, that's what Minnesota is. We're ten thousand yeah. lakes. You know, yeah. that fits so well, and it's so funny. They're in L.A. and like the biggest basketball team ever, mm-hmm. and they're called the Lakers in California, where they don't even really have any lakes. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, that's and, and that's as a uh, and as Bill Burr would say, they claim all of our championships that we won when it was before the NBA. <laughs> yeah, they could, could yeah, chalk well, those up. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Come on. So th- those are the only two I got. I, like I guess uh, if, if we're throwing out the teams we played for, uh, the Chicago Hitmen. When I was Ooh. in the NA, we called ourselves Ooh. the shit men because we were so bad. But, uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, you know, we had a mobster in our jersey with, holding a Tommy gun. That's sick. <laughs> That's so sick. I like that. Mace, what do you got for us? Uh, my number one's got to be the Danbury Trashers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just the whole story behind it and everything is just hilarious. But uh, another one I got is the Rockford Ice Hogs. Nice. I love the logo. Uh, Good me and choice. my dad remade that. Um, and then the other, only other one I got is the Nashville Predators. I think that one's sick. Oh, I've always that was liked, an honorable I've mention. always liked the Predators. Yeah, I've, uh, for some reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Great the choice. Good, great choices there. Mace Mace did his homework. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, I like the Green Bay Gamblers look in the USHL. I, that was that was on my radar as well, and That's, I was waiting for you to take it because you obviously played for them. But the Green Bay Gamblers, I played, I played half a year there. They traded me for a not a lot of bag names. Of not a lot of names roll off the tongue like the Green Bay Gamblers. Yeah, it's yeah. I I just like their black, white, and yellow. That is nice. And you're a gambler. Yeah, and you're Ooh. and a big gambler, <laughs> which you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. Fuck, what was I just? Oh, MLB shout out. St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. it looks. I, I just. I. It's lo- a clean look. I just think it's a extremely clean look. They're a historic club. Yeah. I just. It's something my, that my MLB team would be the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, and that's. An, I that's just think that's just one. classic yeah. Wrigleyville. Yeah. I don't know. God, that's see, good one too. see, I was thinking about this this question here, and a few like you know, Ols mentioned when we were talking about this before. Um, which actually was on my list, the Broad Street Bullies yeah. for Philadelphia Flyers. So See, that, that a lot was... of a lot of certain teams have little nicknames where everyone knows them as. So I kind of wrote down a few like the Bronx Bombers for the Yankees. Yeah. Like that's a sick nickname for they already have a nickname, but that's a cool nickname. The Bomba for Squad for the yeah, Twins. The Bomba Squad. Yeah. Um what else do they have? Oh, 
the Chicago Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. Yeah. Like everyone knows the Da Bears. <laughs> Just I from love, that stupid, love that. that stupid Chris Farley Chris skit. Farley. Look at him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Um, my last one. I have one more. I gotta throw the Solar Bears in there. Come on. Are you guys kidding me? That's the best J in all of pro sports. In it my is opinion. a good J. It's a wild <laughs> color combo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who thought of that? I don't know. I don't know. It works though. It does. It does. It plays. Okay, we'll move on to the next one here. Um, so it kind of plays off that last one. So if you were to start a sports team or a franchise in any city, any sport, what would the where where would what what would the sport be? Where would they be located? What would their nickname be? And what would their mascot or logo be? Um little tougher, and I told you guys to do your homework on this one. So I'll start us off because I thought of what I wanted to do, and it's based off one of my favorite TV shows, Game of Thrones. Um I picked I would I would want I would want a junior hockey team in Alaska Fairbanks. Their nickname would be the the White Walkers. Oh God, that's sick. So they're the White Walkers, and obviously their logo would be just you know uh, some nails looking zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and and obviously the the mascot would just be you know one of those White Walker zombies walking around scaring kids. And I also put a little detail in here that you know since it's my team, I'm only recruiting nail guns and this team is going to be tough as fuck (laughs) and i don't give a fuck about winning games i give a fuck about beating guys up so we're just we're making sure we're the toughest team in the league we're the alaska fairbanks white walkers i like that that's a very good choice good for you (laughs) you fucker you probably sat in bed and thought of this for fucking 10 hours and then you threw us under the bus See, see he had his answer and then, and then instead of giving us the, hey, would you rather have a pontoon or a lake boat? He said, hey, give me a franchise, pick a sport, a city, and a mascot and a nickname. Well, don't, don't think too much about it. Just, just pick some. Okay, well, I'll go next. Um, mine's going back to Vegas. We're going to put another team in Vegas, but this Love time that. it's going to be an NBA team. Oh, just yeah. because, oh, yeah. you know, they got the NFL, they got the NHL, they're going well. Yeah. It just seems natural. Just just add another another big four and NBA's taught is simple. Could probably be in the same arena as the Knights. And uh name, I mean, there's a list of casino names you could go by. Yeah. I, I'm thinking I mean the Raiders, I'm thinking maybe the Vandals, maybe the Outlaws, something yeah. something like that. The gamblers. Nah maybe e- even though I'll, even though the Green Bay has the gamblers name. A Vegas team called the Gamblers would be, be electric. I mean, yeah. how many? <laughs> that'd be the first. That'd be the first. That'd be the first jersey I buy is the Vegas Gamblers. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. That's kind of what I got. I mean, I think either that or you know, Austin, Texas is obviously upcoming yeah. place. They could use a big four too. Yeah. You know, they got the HL team, but yeah. Yeah. you know, you could have Elon build a. Some type right. of electric yeah. battery powered stadium. <laughs> yeah. Just call call the team the Teslas or the Joe Rogans. Oh, that'd be sick, the and Teslas. Just, you know. <laughs> Tesla Stadium, I don't know. I love it. I thought you did a very good job. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna spit it back. I'm going NHL team 
in Charleston. What are they going to be called? Checkers. Charleston Chiefs. Nah. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I spent uh, about six weeks down in Charleston. Beautiful city. Incredible. Um, <clears throat> it'd be a sick market. And then throwing it back to Slapshot a little bit. Yep. With the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I would go with the same look. The that's, hand, uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Same color scheme. How do you not bring those back? That'd be so sick. You know how many jerseys you sell doing that? Oh, yeah, a lot. Because that's what you got to think about when you're starting a team. You know, you got to sell the merch. Yep. Yep. Trevor Gillies would be my first signing. <laughs> <laughs> guy's a have fucking to, animal. Have to. Oh, yeah. guys, guy's nails. Just, yeah. just oh, yeah, and, then just, and then just searching the country for the biggest, just tough guys that yeah. look like the Hanson brothers. Yeah. Try to sign some, like, tough twins or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I cheated a little bit, but. Fuck you guys. I don't care. Oh, I like that. That's a good choice. <laughs> That's a tough question. It is. It is tough. And I and truthfully, it came across my phone earlier today and then I got busy and I forgot yeah. about it. So yeah. I showed up here. Luckily, you know, we had some technical difficulties. Mace wanted to f- punch his computer screen. What <laughs> <laughs> the people don't see. They're yeah. gonna hear this and think it was all fun and games, but you know what? We grinded, Mace grinded. Oh, Mace was about to frickin' <laughs> it was an hour and a half worth of troubleshooting. Yeah. <laughs> we got a late start tonight, fellas. A couple of computer swaps. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good shit. Mace, do you have anything for us? If you don't, yeah. I won't blame you. I got one. It might be, I don't know, it might be stupid, but you tell me. Uh, give me a junior hockey team, throw them in Boulder, and then call them the Bigfoot. And then for the logo, give me, like, the silhouette of a Yeti with, like, a hockey stick, and you just see, like, the glowing eyes. That's sick. That's actually, he came in with some fire. (laughs) You just stick that Bigfoot picture, you know, when he's walking, and just throw a hockey stick in there. Yeah. That'd be so stupid. Yeah. That'd be good. Boulder's a sick location too. Well done, Mace. How much? How much of the you know the the nickname and the logo and the colors of the team has anything to do with you being okay with going and playing for that team? I feel like it has. You know, it holds a little so, bit of weight. Oh, like when you, you're looking at something. You want, yeah, yeah. You're, when you're like thinking about going somewhere, you kind of want them to have you know a good jersey, good nickname. It's, yeah. that, that yeah. adds to it for sure. Yes. One hundred percent. Didn't the abs have like a Bigfoot logo? They had just they, the, no, they, they just, just had the foot. Yeah, yeah, the footprint. Yeah, yeah, the footprint. That's yeah. where my inspiration came from. Okay, I see. I like, I like that. that. Yeah, more in the Joe Sackick days when he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Waugh. I like Patrick. that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll move nasty. on. We'll move yeah, on. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was very good. Yeah, Philip or Peter Forsberg. Philip Forsberg. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> all those Forsbergs are pretty good at hockey. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Okay, your top four cereals, and we're gonna go snake draft on this one too. Oh wow! So, okay. Someone takes yours, you're out. Okay. Um. Does anyone want to start us off? Here? I'll go number one overall pick. Okay. Okay. Fruity Pebbles. That's a good choice. I like that. It was... all, all of mine contain a fuckload of sugar, so <laughs> yeah, I got a fatal barrel. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Wheaties. I don't think Fruity Pebbles. I don't think Wheaties is making this list. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, who... who wants the two? I'd say two. Corner well, number? my number one is Captain Crunch. 
nice. even, even though it just, you know, yeah. will leave some lacerations on the top of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I just always. I just always. love it. I don't know. All right. That's All good. Right. That's, that was That's my a good pick. Spot. I'm going to go Frosted Flakes, Tony the Tiger. Wow. I love myself some Frosted Flakes. At the three spot, I felt like you could have got those at six. Was that a bad, or was that a bad pick there? I could have dra- traded, yeah. <laughs> traded down. You got to think. I could have traded down and back. picked them up later. <laughs> All right. Mace has two in a row here. Uh, All right. So my number one, I'm going Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Nice. Always That's a good one. My number two, I'm going Frosted Cheerios. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. That was the blue, the blue box yep. with the white. Yeah. Good pick. That's okay. Good. I'm gonna, I was scared you're gonna take mine, because my next one is Frosted Mini Wheats. So those those like kind of wheat things that's got Yuck. the frosting on top, and you got you you definitely have to eat them before they get soggy. Or else, if they get too soggy, the, the the sugar comes off the top, and they don't taste that good. Okay. Um, but I'm a guy who likes my cereal more crunchy than... I don't let it sit in the milk too long. No, it can't no. be soggy. I cannot let it sit... Like, some people will pour the milk in there, and they're like, oh, I'll wait 10 minutes to eat this. And it's like, no, that's disgusting. No. Yeah. You got to eat when it's a little crunchy. I'm going to stop. Here's a debate here, quickly. Do you guys put the cereal in first, or the milk in first? Cereal. Cereal, cereal, everything. Yeah, I mean, the people that pour milk in the bowl and then pour cereal on top, ship them off to Guantanamo. <laughs> Get them out of here. Get them out of here. They're gone. We don't need them in our society. <laughs> You can I, get out of here. I'm pumped. You guys are on the same side. I mean, who is doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're pouring milk in before the cereal, uh, dude. I people mean, do seriously. It. People do it. I don't know if I'm more mad at that person or their parents. You know, like, am I going after their parents? Like, hey, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of mad at your kid, but this is your fucking fault. <laughs> yeah, you watch your kid do this growing <laughs> yeah. up, and you're like, that's okay. Shame on you. <laughs> Good point. Okay, corner, you're up. Second pick. Apple Jacks. Wow. Good choice. Ooh. Yeah, just classic. So I get two in a row. Yep, two in a row. Cocoa Puffs. Fruit Loops. Tough to beat that. Fruit my, Loops my is team, a... My team's dominant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had Cocoa Puffs as my number four. Strictly because when you're done eating it, you can drink the chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. Yeah. yeah. So my number three is kind of weird, and I only learned this because I was at my, my grandma. I used to do this at my grandma's house. You do Rice Krispies, but you take a spoonful of sugar, and you put the sugar on the cereal. You have oh, yeah. to. Mm. There's, you can't eat them without yeah. that. So, that's, so with the asterisks of the sugar, my number three would oh, be oh, the Rice Krispies. I like that. I like that. Yep. No, that's fine. There is, yep. There are, there are some cereals that you just have you, to add sugar you, to. Yeah. <laughs> They're are they're super sugary, but the more sugar you yeah. add, the better they get. Hundred percent. It was like when I used to eat strawberries. I'm like, Mom, I'm not eating these. Just pour some sugar on them. You know, I used to dip my strawberries in sugar. Oh, I used to, I used to mash up raspberries into a bowl and then pour sugar into it. <laughs> it's insane when you're a kid. You're just like, Hey, I need some sugar on this. Come on, let's get it going. We're out of pop tarts. <laughs> I'm one of the only psychopaths that doesn't eat fruit. Never, nothing, Never. none, not even pineapple. How is this nope. first coming out? How is this just now You've, coming out? I've been hiding it for a little bit. That's he's an been, interesting stat. This is do, do you do you eat vegetables? Some. Which ones? 
uh, broccoli, carrots, green beans, peas. Those are like so the, most, the, the yeah. staples. Yeah. yeah, so most. Just like the How about a salad? Salad, no. Wait, what is your vendetta against fruit? You know, that's a great question. Like, the taste of it, the smell, the texture. Like, Tex- texture's a big thing. Yeah. To put in perspective, uh, when I was a kid and my mom would, like, make me food and she, like, touched a fruit before, I'd make her wash her hands. Really? She had fruit hands. <laughs> she had fruit hands. You know, it's, you know so, <laughs> so the way you describe that, that's how I feel about pickles. The pickle really? juice. Get it really? out of here. Yeah. I don't want to touch it. My other, you put what? it. You put the pickle spear on my plate, and it gets in my fries. Now I'm like, damn it! I just <laughs> I my fries now taste like put pickles. Put it right in my beer. Yeah, slap it right in my beer. <laughs> I'll I'll take that empty pickle jar and drink the juice yeah. out of it if oh, I yeah. want. Yep. Everyone's got their thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess, it's a I guess weird. that's wild. Good yeah. for you, Mace. All right, all right. Before we get to Mace, I'll pick my. I'm going Reese's Puffs with my third pick. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. It's, Isn't that yeah. the commercial? Oh yeah, it's yeah. close, close to that's close grinded to, into my brain. Really close, really <laughs> close to the Cocoa Puffs. Really close. Yeah, but just a little better. It's got a little bit of the peanut butter in there. God, I'm gonna have to dig for my fourth here. So I got three and four right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. So for number three, I'm going Golden Grams. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's old school. And then number four, I'm going cookie crisp. Nice. Yep. Just just some cookies for thought, breakfast. <laughs> throw as much sugar in there as you can. I thought that one would fall. All right, I'll pick my last one here. Um, no one else is going to pick this one, but it is. It's my number one. It's the only cereal I'll actually buy. Life cinnamon. So it's got like. Wow. It's not. It's like the life little wheat squares. But you don't have to throw the sugar on top or the, you know, cinnamon and stuff. It's already inside the wheat squares. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I've had it before. It's good. So that's that's gonna be my fourth pick. I gotta look up a fucking cereal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, fruity pebbles. No, nope, no, nope. that's my number oh, one. Oh. That was my that was my first Cho- OV. Chocolate fruity pebbles. Chocolate. Fr- Chocolate pebbles. What Chocolate are those called? Pe- uh, they're called co- cocoa. No, I thought they were called cocoa crisps. Is it cocoa pebbles? Cocoa pebbles. Cocoa, cocoa pebbles. Pe- that's what it is. Cocoa might pebbles. be the cocoa pebbles. Yeah, those are also good. Yeah, those are good. Sure. Yeah, cocoa pebbles. Nice. Good lord, I gotta dig deep here. I'm gonna come up with something awful. <laughs> I know one thing. He's got a good team. When he's, uh, his yeah, my, yeah. My fourth line sucks. <laughs> now I get why coaches don't play the fourth line as much. Um, I promise you, I'm not throwing Lucky Charms in there. Lucky Charms is ass cheeks. Terrible. Brutal. Terrible. Terrible. I don't know. What? Don't know Terrible. That. No one. These guys didn't no, say. I, you guys no, didn't I don't like it. No, I'm, I'm on your top. No, no, I'm agreeing. With oh, okay. You. Okay. I don't know about. People people will go up in arms about that. People love Lucky Charms. I've never understood it. Those marshmallows yeah. in there are disgusting. Dude, my brother oh. would, would eat all the little non... Those, those he he like, would save the marshmallows for the end and just do spoonfuls like, yeah, of marshmallows. Those things hurt my teeth when I bite into them. They're just disgusting. You've got to leave it for 10 minutes. <laughs> that was my favorite They're, all growing up. Lucky Charms. Really? Well, why was it on your list? I hated that. Kind of forgot about them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <there was> a- <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> All right. I just got to go with something simple here. 
I'm going with Honey Nut Cheerios. It's a classic. Heart but, elf. Heart but, elf. but with sugar added on top. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a tough fourth line there. It is. But, uh, okay, yeah. Well, no one mentioned, so did you guys ever, do you remember around October, you'd go into the grocery store. Booberry. There's always those, there's always those Halloween flavors. Yeah. They're only around in October and start of November. They're kind of similar to Lucky Charms, but. Monster booberry. Yeah, those right those, I never those had were that just one. I just remember those being in every Dracula. house around that time and you're just like, ah, it's Halloween. What is it? Count Chocula? Yeah, something count, like that. Count, count Chocula, I think yeah. that was one. Yeah. yeah. Booberry, Count Chocula. Yeah, those those were fun cereals. I used I didn't even I, I used to tell my mom to buy them. I didn't really like eating them. I just liked their box. <laughs> You know, I cool. Yeah, just a cool box. <laughs> just a nice box. <laughs> Good God, dude! <laughs> oh, damn Why'd you have to say it like that? Well, sorry, the wine's hit me. <laughs> no, I mean, is there's... that because we had an hour and a half delay? Yes. Oh. But there is, you know, there is something, you know, no matter what you get—a package, um, a cereal. You know, you buy something from the store or something else, you know, it's you like you enjoy a good box. You know, just you can you know, <laughs> He's just leaning into you it. Can't. You can't. He's just leaning that. into it. You can't do that. <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. Um this one's kind of interesting to me because okay, so would you rather take would you rather oh. take Andre Palat's career or Jerome Eginla? Now, Andre Pilat. See, you have a boner over Andre Pilat. No, 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 I don't. I just think I think his stats are fascinating to me because he's the third all-time scorer in Tampa Bay playoff history. Yep. He's got two cups. Yep. And he is like the fifth best player on the team this year, or sixth best best player. Yeah. Like you, you don't hear this guy's name ever. Never. In the regular season, you probably won't hear it after Tampa Bay's run. Um, but he's got two cups, and he's got—I think he's even got—he's got like forty-two playoff goals yeah. in the last like six years or whatever, which is like second in the league. But you don't hear about this guy's name. But he's got two cups, and then you got Jerome McGinley, who's like—you can't even mention the name. You can't even mention hockey without mentioning Jerome McGinley and playing for the Flames and. 600 goals. But he but he do, but he doesn't have a cup. So like which career are you taking? Yeah, that's interesting cuz Jerome was a uh first I round mean, pick. And he's so and he's a, he's just a name. Lots of seventh round what? picks. Yeah. And in in Jerome McGinley's a name that no one in hockey's ever going to forget cuz like everyone knows Iggy. S- seventh round. I must have read that wrong earlier. I had to google this one, guys. <clears throat> I'm going to I'll start. I'm going Jerome McGinley. Just yeah, they're just the. I'm going Jerome McGinley, and that's strictly because he played what was it, 1,300 games or something. <clears throat> and I mean, he's an NHL staple. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, it's a shout out to John Simonson. That was his favorite player. He always. That's why I thought of it. Yeah, he you know he he'd always go to the parties and he'd have the Aginla jersey on. That was his alter ego almost. Yeah, like, he'd wear the he flame. Always yeah. had that fucking jersey on. I'm he, telling you, man. He would always send us snaps on like 
you know, in the summer or something when he's by himself and no one knows what he's up to. And he just send us a snap wearing the Aginla jersey and we're all like, oh, he's John's, John's going. Yeah. yeah, he's going tonight. <laughs> it was either it was either it was party night he or he was finals. taking a test. Yeah. He, would wear, he would wear it to every exam. He'd wear <laughs> yeah. <it> to every... <laughs> what? Yeah, he'd wear his Aginla Flames jersey. He'd wear his Aginla Flames jersey to every exam. This no, is game no. time. Yeah. Game time, baby. He puts the game face on. It's they incredible. take it till you make it. Yeah, I do. You know, it's super cool that Palat's, you know, not a well-known name, but he always shows up in the playoffs. But I think just being a staple, playing, you know, 16 years in the NHL, whatever it was, I mean. So you're essentially saying, you know, it doesn't matter if you win a cup. Well, obviously, it'd be nice to win a cup. That's not necessarily my... I just and think his, just, I, that, yeah. I just think he had a no, he I'm, never really dealt with injuries. I'm he just, went yeah. he went for 12, 12 years playing over 75 games. Like that's what, a good career. One of 20 people with 600 goals. Yeah. So No, I what, mean he's a legend. So you won a national championship? Yes. And you won a national championship? So you guys kind of like I know what that kind of feels like. See like I've we got close my sophomore year. In yeah. this, this past year, Maple Grove, we got close to a state championship. Yep. Never never passed that hump. I got to go with the guys who won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's fair. I got I like I to know what that would feel like yeah. just just to have that because I don't have that perspective. I like that. That's it's once, been close. Not once, but twice. And what yeah. would, and what would and Jerome say? It might be say? a third this year. I don't know. Yeah, what would Jerome say? You know, you got to think of put yourself in Jerome's shoes. That's interesting. We should have him on. <laughs> you hey, know you, what? Here's here's yeah. Yeah. here's the here's the thing is if if Jerome was in here, I would tell him a hundred percent. You're taking your career, man. You'd I, it's you'd like the city. It's well, like this. It's like the Sedines too. It's like, yeah. dude, I don't care if you guys didn't win a cup. That's that's an insane well, career. Yeah. You got, are we assuming Palat's career is done after this season? Because no. we, we don't know what he could that's, do now. That's next. very true. Yeah. I mean, we're talking to a guy who's done. A guy who we, he's you know, still. Fr- I mean, he's he could have three. He's a good player. He could have three in a few. And weeks. he's gonna have a few more three years in a row. at that's least. Could fucking wild. That's like so, Pat Maroon. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and you could have you could have said, "Oh, would you rather be Pat Maroon?" And it's like. I mean, I think we're all picking Aginla there because. Well, yeah. You if if you're if you're thinking of all aspects, like Andre Palat, he gets paid a lot of money. It's not like Pat Maroon money. Like he's yeah, he's making true. good money in Tampa, Florida. That's true. Um, Coin- Aginla wasn't getting paid as much. Coiner Coiner brought up some great points. He brought up some great points. He I'm did. starting to fucking second guess myself. Damn it! <laughs> but I don't know if I see Andre Palat in the Hall of Fame. And I think making the Hockey Hall of Fame trumps any Stanley Cup that you win. Although, the, you, you, I mean, when you win the Stanley Cup, I think, like, you probably have a couple, you know, you have a good month or two or even a year, and you're proud of yourself. But if you're Iggy, man, and you're walking around, like, no one's asking you if you want a cup. Like, they just know you're Jerome. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I'm already in the Hockey Hall of Fame, so. Yeah. But it is close. I mean, it, no, it's, I it's a it's a tough. <laughs> My jersey's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> Which one? The one we won the national championship uh, with. I don't know why they chose mine. They had a lot of different players they could have chose, but they chose eleven. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Olson, right up there. Is both. that in the Toronto one or the Eveleth one? Eveleth, I think. See, that's what my question was. Yeah, <laughs> no, because I don't tr- think it's in the big one. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean that that Toronto Hockey Hall of Fame is nasty. Yeah, 
I've walked around there a couple times and and toured it. It's it's I've never been, so it's insane. But yeah, Mace, Mace. I I actually have. I yeah. I'm I'm choosing again this again this career. But so again the plot again. I'm going again. I like like being that household name. Yeah, like I just don't see plot becoming a household name. Like. Just like the icon. Yeah, like, and there's a little. Is. He is. He's just a hidden. He's just a hidden gem. Yeah, which is still kind of sick. Oh. You could have also said Braden Point too, instead of Plot. You know, like that guy's really good. Really good. I mean, would you rather be Ed Belfour or Corey Crawford? Like Eddie the Eagle, of course. Wow. He never won a cup. Yeah. So he's a UND that's guy. Hard. So like. That's a hard question. No, that's that's why I asked. Yeah, because classic the eagle on the helmet. Everybody knows that. You know, you obviously want to you want to walk around after your career's over, telling people, you know, I had enough to get it done. You know, maybe you were good. And there's a lot of there's a big discussion to be had here on this subject. Um, you know, how much how much weight do the playoffs hold in terms of legacy? Over the regular season and what you do every year, year in year out. Well, it's like it's like Connor McDavid. <clears throat> he's yeah. been here for eight years. This is the closest he's been, isn't it? It I, is. I mean, and, guys, and are you like knocking him for not making the Cup Finals? It's like, I mean, which uh, this is this is how I see this debate. I mean, do you care more about how people perceive you, or do you care about more how you, what you did? Yeah, no, I mean, not even, right, not even right. what That's, you did, yeah. but like I won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, do yeah. I care that people when I go to places know that I won the Stanley Cup, or is it like, hey, man, I won the freaking Stanley Cup? No, Twice. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing is, you know, obviously if it's a, it's a little selfish to take Jerome McGinley's career because you didn't win the cup. And, and you're, you're the household name and people know who you are. And you're caring about people knowing who you are versus yeah, just true. having two cups on your belt. Yeah. That's a great Which point. is the ultimate goal. Yeah. And I've often I've often thought about, you know, you you obviously see guys who do really well in the regular season. It was the, before the Caps won, people were like, Oh, Ovi can't get it can't get it done, you know. He, yeah. He's not in the playoffs or whatever, doesn't do the right things, but he's great in the regular season. You know, if he never wins one, people are kinda of like down talking him like, Dang, he wasn't good in the playoffs, you know, he could never win a Stanley Cup and it's like, how much weight does that actually hold? That's fucking. That's really hard to win a Stanley Cup. You gotta have a couple good bounces. Injuries have a factor. Oh yeah. The cap has a factor. How guys are on your team are playing. Like yeah. Yeah, like you just said, McDavid. You're not gonna diss McDavid for not making the Stanley Cup Finals in his first eight years. Because what else is he supposed to do? He just had 33 points in 16 or 17 playoff games. Yeah. It's like. What what else are you expecting the guy to do to the, get there? This is a very good debate, and I'm glad you brought it up because this is some valid points and i'm thinking <clears throat> i might switch a lot <laughs> yeah i might switch i think i'm switching it's t- i mean he's the third all-time leader in points in playoffs for Tampa Bay as a franchise so wait you said you said Pallant had 42 playoff goals yes he's can like, i get a confirmation on that number anybody yeah so in that time frame since he's had 42 mm. goals, he ranks like second or third in the league in playoff goals. Playoffs. Like, would you rather win an NCAA championship or be the you know regular, point, regular, regular season point leader? Yeah. You guys bring up good so, points. So let's let's solidify our answers. Plot. I'm going plot as well. Yeah, I mean, 
You're gonna say you don't want to be a Jerome McKinley? I mean, say no. There's it. nothing then wrong with yeah. Jerome McKinley. There's McKinlin, nothing. Man. There's no, no wrong answer here. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds. I mean, I have to pick Iggy, man. He's, All right, he's that's a legend. fair. You staying with the Ginla too, Mace? I think I got it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it's that. It's closer than they think, though. Like, when you mention that, people will be like, oh, Jerome again, that's stupid. What are you talking about? And yeah. then you mention all the stats and, and what's been done in the playoffs and how Iggy's career played out. It's tough. Yeah, it is. I like that debate. All right. Well, let's move on to Coiner's career here. Talk about some hockey. There's not much to talk about, man. Um, <laughs> okay, so, okay, so Coiner, you're, you're, from, Ma- you're from Maple Grove. Yeah. Um, you grew up in Plymouth or Maple Grove. Yeah. How do you decide to be a goaltender? <clears throat> so this is like a really specific story. So there's this guy. So in, in Super Mites, there's this kid. His name is Travis Pepper, and he was bigger than everybody. He's just that kid. He's nails. He just grew up, and he's he was a stud. And we were rotating goalies, and we were playing his team. And I was like, "Oh crap! It's my it's my time to be the goalie." And we're playing freaking Travis Pepper, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, the "Oh pep, boy!" The pep man. I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go!" And then uh, we won, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I was a goalie, and we won. And then from that point on, I just never was not the goalie again. I was the goalie every every single game. So you just got stuck in there as the goalie. Yeah. I mean, how'd you feel about that? Were you happy about oh, my. it? Did well. You- so, so when you're playing goal, like, no matter what happens in the game, like you're in, you're involved in literally everything. I mean, you're on the yeah. ice, so you're on the ice the whole game. Yeah. So you win a game, great. You know, you're the you're the hero. You yeah. know, whatever. Even if you know you might have played bad, you did something to contribute. The flip side, you know, there's always negative to that. High risk, high reward yeah. position. Yeah. You're either feeling great or you're feeling like crap every game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every game. Yeah. You know, so I mean that was that was a high, and then um, yeah, I just fell in love with it. My parents did every single thing they could to uh, convince me not to be a goalie, and uh, I just I just wouldn't listen. I just fell in love with um, the pressure, the you know being uh, being involved in everything. Um, like kind of like you guys said, high risk, high reward, big big emotional swings. You know, I mean at least for me it was personally, and uh, no, I just loved it. I just loved it. I loved the equipment. I just loved. I don't know. Just something about it. Something it, clicked it, it in just, your brain. And it it was just, just stuck. Yeah, yeah that's that, cool. I mean, I'll add to that, you know, like when I was a young kid, there was something cool about strapping on the pads and being the guy in net, you know, and like going down and yeah. doing all that stuff. And you knew you were on the ice the whole time. Like it was it, it was exciting. Did, it? did you guys ever go to the outdoor rinks and like play hongo or, you know, with a yeah, tennis yeah. ball and all yeah. that shit? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and you score two goals and then you become the goalie. Yeah. You always wanted to score the two goals. You always wanted to be the guy in net. 100%. And it was just like... How long can I keep this fucking ball out yeah. of the net? It's yeah. wild. So I, I, I think that's a really cool and, fucking story. And, and that was when it turned for me was I always loved playing goalie when we were playing with tennis balls because I was like, oh, yeah, get me in there. I'll yeah. stop everything. <laughs> yeah. Then we bring out the pucks, and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I'm out of here right now. You got the pucks on the ice? Nope. That guy's shooting them? Nope. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally... 
I played Monday morning. I hit her right in the elbow right here, and it's actually like pretty swollen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's some that's something you don't think about when you're a kid. You know, when you decide to be a goalie growing up, yeah. you don't think about being older and playing beer league and how every guy in the world is going to be texting you, "Hey, our goalie didn't show up. You want to come out and skate, Dude. be goalie?" Oh my god, try being a college goalie here in Minnesota. Hey, we got it's a championship game. Can you come out and play? No. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm no. not I'm not busy, but man, I don't want that pressure, man. <laughs> I've got my I've got my stick and my gloves and I can play player. Yeah. I'm not gonna play goalie. No way, man. I mean I, I'll play because we play we play on Monday mornings. We just have a group of guys who play college and it's just pickup. It's it's no pressure. You know, I did men's league with like with my older brother and his buddies, yeah. and it's just like, no, man. I show up to the rink with my gopher stuff because I'm not buying new stuff. Yeah. That's expensive. <laughs> yeah. And I got guys, like, chirping me. I'm like, no, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it, man. No, I left that behind a few years back. Yeah, like, no. Leave me no, the hell no, alone. No, no. <laughs> so so you, you end up playing goalie. Um, yeah. Your brothers played football, correct? Yeah, both. So both brothers played football. Now I'm assuming you were a football player as well. No. No. Really? No. Never. Never. Wow. I was a soccer player. How does that happen? Really? How does that happen? That's how it happens. I, I, tr- I played high school soccer instead of football. That and was where, it. And where you're like, where your brother's like, dude, what dude, are you doing? Dude. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> you're you're such a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ninth grade football came around and I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I've been playing soccer forever and I just, I love playing yeah. soccer, so I'm going to keep doing that. And uh, they're like, all right. Weirdo. <laughs> you know, like tackling guys and hitting no. guys and pussy. I'm not going to lie. Senior year, I went out for um, the goalie for soccer. Yeah. And that's what everybody asked me is, did you play a soccer goalie? I'm like, no, I played D. D? Yeah. I like that. I was a sweeper. I, I liked I liked the sport of football. And yeah. uh, so I decided senior year to go out and sprained my ankle. First captain's <laughs> practice. Didn't make it to tryouts. <laughs> It worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, my brothers are both, they're both pretty good athletes, you know. Uh, my older brother, so, so like, he was like the guy in high school. Like, he was like, he was like the benchmark for me to like strive to like, be yeah. like, I mean, he was a, he was a captain of the, the football team, the hockey team, and the golf team. Like, he was just, all over all it. over the place. Yeah. Tough, huge shadow casting over you. Yeah, it was kind of like, all right, like I was Kyle Coyne's brother. Oh, in high that's school. yeah, yeah. No matter what happened, that that's what it was. Yeah, you know, because in football he was a middle linebacker and he was a running back, so he literally like didn't leave the field. Yeah. And then hockey, he was a D man, and then uh, in golf, I mean, he he made state golf tournament as a freshman, so like he's just he's good good at everything. One of those. And guys. I'm just and I'm just the goalie. Like yeah. Very niche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one little like one little point of uh, athleticism there. So you know? do you get so do you get do you get treated differently by the family? You know, not being the alpha. You know, a one guy. Um, being a goalie playing soccer, do you notice a little, any of that, or do you give it right back to these guys? Like, hey, I don't give a fuck. You're playing football. I just go. I play for the Gophers. Yeah, just kind of. Boom, 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 roast. I, ba- I barely, barely play for the Gophers. <laughs> hey, your has-been. This is where yeah. you, you get to talk about things. Yeah. So, and then my younger brother, uh, he's he's obviously a football player from North Dakota. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time up there uh, going to watch him play, and he was a fullback. And uh, he's a big guy. Yeah. 
He's oh, an yeah. easy unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a big yeah. fella. He's, he's a unit. He's, Such an awesome he's dude. Got, he's, got a, he's got just a man's body. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. He's just, he's not skinny. He's not fat. He's just, he looks he's, like a guy like, nah, I'm going to stay out of his way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his, 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 uh, his nickname in high school was Fat Cheetah. Really? Is yeah. So quick. Yeah, because he's fast, but he was like big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that's why he played fullback. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him that. For you should. Sure. You he should, probably, man. Oh he loves God. it. He was probably running over guys. Yeah, in high dude. If you watch like his just puddle or whatever, yeah. he's like running routes and like catching a ball and just bump. <laughs> 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 so. So I mean, you you're playing goalie. Um, when do you realize you're gonna do this after <clears throat> high school? It's uh, not gonna end after high school. You're gonna continue yeah. on and try to keep following this dream you have, or whatever it is. <clears throat> so like, uh, I always did the summer stuff, like advance. You know, I always got to, I got to one hundred twos, and I got to fifty fours and fifty fours. I never made it to the national camp. It literally was a different goalie every single year who went to nationals. But, like, it was, like, people out of nowhere. So, like... For sure. So, like, in uh, 102s in St. Cloud, I think Charlie Lindgren was, like, 5'6". Yeah. And then, like, advanced 16s, he's, like, 6'2". Yeah. And, like, he's wearing the same gear. And I'm, like, what the hell happened <laughs> to this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, like, I never made it to, like, that national level or whatever. But um, I think the, the one of the points was after my... Well, after my sophomore year, I mean, I had I had a good stint, but like, chant, like the local news, I like, came to our my parents' house and like did like a little <laughs> did like a little spiel on my older brother and I playing for Maple Grove, and then I was like, why is the news coming to my house, you know? And so that was that was like kind of a turning point, and then I had a really good junior year, and then um, you know, then I did the elite league thing, and then senior year went really well, and then I was like, all right, well now we're gonna play juniors and. Kind of try to try to do that whole thing. So you knew senior senior year for sure. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue this and try to play hockey. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's when I got like my senior year of high school. I was like peaked. I was like, all right, this is the best I'm gonna get. Yeah. Well, that's not what I thought at the time, but that's ended up how it being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I mean, goalies. You know, we we, <clears throat> we talk about players' careers here and and their paths. Um, which a lot of them, everyone's path is different. Yeah. But goalies are even way more crazy, you know, because like you think about a player, you know, if you're if you're a forward and you're on the third line, if you're playing JV or you're on the third line just in high school. Yeah. You've got the you've got two lines in front of you in high school, and then you've got four lines in front of you in juniors, which is six lines, and then you've got four more lines. So you've got in college, so you got 10 lines in front of you. When you're a goalie, there's, there's two guys in front of you and two guys in the next league. And you've got four, three guys to beat out. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot different. It's a, there's a lot more pressure. There's a lot more ups and downs. Yeah. Obviously if you play get like if you play a bad game as a goalie, it was like when I was, you know, when I was in grand forks. So Brad Idzis was the starting goalie for UND. And he was unbelievable. Comes in his freshman year, plays whole year, great. Sophomore year, unbelievable. Everyone's like, Isis is a goalie. And then Aaron Dell comes in as a freshman, Brad Isis's junior year in college, and Aaron Dell plays because Isis has one bad weekend. And Aaron Dell 
plays well and never gets taken out. It's like mm-hmm. there's so much there's the margin for error for a goalie is so little and you have to ride out those times where you're playing well. If you play bad, you got to somehow get out of it. I mean, it's, yeah. there's so much more mental <clears throat> things going into it. Like you, the amount of mental capacity is, is I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of relate it to a golfer. Yeah. Golf is straight mental. It's a little closer to that with goalie. Like, did you ever deal with anything like that to where you were playing really well and you're flowing, like you had no worries. And then all of a sudden one bad game and another guy comes in and you're like, Oh my God, is he going to take my spot now? He's playing well. Um, from a from my career standpoint, that that actually didn't happen to me. But um, one just one little snippet. So one of the goalies that I coached in high school um, a couple of years ago, he got drafted in the NA. So then he got drafted in like the second round. So like not like a pick a team would just willy nilly yeah. give away. <clears throat> so he went to that team, and so and that was in New York. I, I forget the name of the team. So they get to the Blaine tournament and they do the showcase. He play, he he plays half a game, gets pulled and gets cut. And that that's how quick it was. Yeah, it's like so they they drafted him in the second round. He played half a game and they let him go. And then he went to Aberdeen. So it worked out. It worked out for him. But like, no, for my career, like that, and that just is kind of an example of like how tight it can get, especially with juniors. And, and, you know, now I'm coaching high school. So if you think about the NA and the USHL, I don't know how many teams there are now. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, so They're let's say, enough, let's say 30 in the NA and 20 in the USHL. I'm, yeah. I'm rounding. I really, it changes. That, yeah. That's I think probably six, it changes. There's 16 yeah. in the USHL, but there's a lot of NA teams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say there's a hundred spots for goalies and you're, and this is just in North America, just in North America. So, so you want to play in the NA or the USHL and you're, you're going to be, you know, 17, 18, 19 or 20 years old. Yeah. So there's a hundred spots. So if you do it even distribution those four years, that's twenty five spots a year. So are you in the top twenty five in North America, or really like as juniors is progressing and you're attracting some overseas talent? Are you in the top twenty five in your age group in the country? Because that's what's that's what's going to put you in the NA or the USHL. That's that's wild. To and, think and I'm about. trying to like convey that to these high school players. Because especially if you're in Minnesota, like you're kind of you're sheltered and you don't really see that full perspective. But it's like, yeah, you got to be one of the top. Are you in the top 25 in the state? No. Well, you're it's way tough. Out. It's yeah. tough, man. It yeah. is. It's tough. The, the margin for errors. I yeah. mean, obviously, there's more opportunity, but there's also less. See, and, and when I said I didn't get the, the 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 part where my well, somebody came in and took my spot especially in junior is because, and and I'll just kind of get into my junior career because this is kind of a natural transition. So I started in Aberdeen, right? And they started with three guys. And so like I was, I was first team all Metro in the Twin Cities. So like coming off a great senior year. And so I'm like, all right, like in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to the NA. Like that's kind of a bummer, but like, all right, we'll do it. But that's just the perspective that Minnesota kids have. Yep. For sure. It's just kind of like For sure. they don't get it. But like, no, if you're a goalie in the NA and you have a good season, you're gonna get a division one scholarship. Yeah. That's that's how it is. Yeah. So but you just you just I mean when you're 17, you and, just and you, you just don't get it. Yeah. You look at what there is, you know, yeah. you see guys you played with in high school who are forward and defensemen and they're going to the USHL yeah. and they're like, Okay, yeah. so how yeah, well, why am yeah. I not there? You know, yeah. you start to even though you don't play the same position. No. 
you're still kind of questioning. <clears throat> and like, you're competing with AAA kids who've got 40, yep. 60 games, and you got like 25 if, yep. you're, if you play like literally every single game. Yep. And you go, okay, why why am I not getting the attention? It's because your resume just doesn't stack up, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of coaches, they don't have that, you know, goalie perspective. They'll like get a sense for you of like your body type or, you know, how you play. They'll watch you and say, am I confident in this kid or not? And that's kind of the green light, red light right there. It is. You know what I mean? Coaches coaches have a weird way with dealing with goalies. Yeah. Some are really good at it, and some are god-awful. <clears throat> you know, the, yeah. some, of the, some of the best coaches in the world have no idea how to – how to handle a goalie, how to coach them. Yeah. They they have no idea what they're doing. You know, yeah. when to pull them, how to push them. Yeah. They they don't know. You know, there's I've seen some of the best coaches in the world that are with with players and and the game that just they'll make stupid decisions with the goaltender position versus pulling mm-hmm. them and it's just a different part of the game where so much of it has to do with confidence. Yeah, exactly. That you know, if you're if you're a coach that takes confidence away from your best goalie, you know, there's that line where are you pushing him to be better or are you hurting him? Yeah, because yeah. he needs to be confident to play his game. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I I just think a lot of coaches need to work on that. Yeah. But it's it's so hard. Like, how do you how do you know how to handle that situation as a coach? Yeah, it's. I mean, and 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 every goalie is different. And now that I am coaching, like I'll kind of get to this when when I get to like where what I'm at now because like obviously I'm not in my playing career but yeah. I'm still like involved in hockey a, yeah. a, a ton but um just so so going back I'll just talk through my 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 time in junior here. So started in Aberdeen and uh we had three goalies there at the start of the year and what they told me was like oh we're gonna trade this guy and then you're gonna be you know the guy or whatever. And so I get there. It's been a month or two. It doesn't happen. They ended up trading me to the Texas Tornado, who ended up winning the league that year. So they're they're a really good team, and they actually had uh, Reed Mimic was on that team, and he ended up playing for Bemidji. And then this other guy, Joaquim Dutois, was like a French guy, and he was really good too. So I remember I get there, and the, you know, going from Aberdeen to Texas, you're going from, you know, Aberdeen was just kind of starting at that point. I know they've done a lot with their program, but like Texas was like another level. Yeah, like. Like we shared the same facilities with the stars and their practice facility at the Dr. Pepper Arena down there. And I mean, we had this big bowl and a big, you know, like 4,000 people a game and like everything's top notch. And I get down there, I'm looking at these goalies and I'm like, what am I doing? Why do they trade for me? And I'm like, oh, they just like wanted to like push those other guys basically. So I get down there and, you know, it's going okay. And then I ended up breaking my hand uh, in practice. And so... I go see a doctor in Texas. The guy says, yeah, you need surgery, repair, you know, whatever this bone is. And so I go, okay, pack up my crap, go back to Minnesota, go over to Tria. And the guy goes, you know, I, I think it'll probably heal. We're just going to give it some time. And I actually don't think it'll, you'll need surgery. So I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, I'm not going back to Texas. Like, heck no. Yeah. <laughs> so then I end up going to Chicago. And like I said, the shipmen, they're <laughs> like the worst team in the league. <laughs> Like, I'm talking like, I'm talking like bad, dude. I mean, I get, I get there and I start the first game I get there because they're like, what do we have to lose? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, yeah. perfect. Let's go. Let's do this. That's let's, what you want to be as a yeah, goal. Yeah, dude, seriously. Right? 
But it's kind of a me- – because you're like, I'm going to get 45-plus shots yeah. today. Like every, every game. game. Yeah. Like every game. So, it, so like it's kind of like you're going to the game and you're like, all right, like if we're going to have a chance, like I need to stand on my head. So like – and we had a really great billet set up down there. And I actually loved living there in Chicago. And, um, you know, I, I make fun of the team not being well. But like, no, I was like, all right, this is a good spot. Like I'm getting a ton of shots. I'm getting, I'm getting a good amount of games. Like, uh, I mean, we play a three game series and this is kind of how it go. And this is, a, this is how one weekend did go. And, uh, so we play a three game series. And so Friday night we lose like eight to three, <laughs> like just get pumped. I think I got, I got pulled after like six goals and then Saturday night, and this is my, my first win. And, uh, it was, and I just, I just remember this cause like my dad was like, I had a bunch of family members over and they were like streaming it. It was my first win in, in junior and it was took like months. Cause I had like gone from Aberdeen for like two months yeah. and then like Texas for two months and then Chicago. And then we stink and I'm like, all right, <laughs> and we finally get a win. And it was like, it was like a two zero win. And I had like 51 shots against, yeah. it was just like something ridiculous. And then I started Sunday and we'd get pumped like eight whatever you know what i mean <laughs> it was like one or the other yeah. it was either yeah. like yeah. so um no so i i ended up uh playing a bunch of games there and um i have it like i'm like all right i got i i i like my billet i feel like i can finally build off this i have a routine i'm not wondering if i'm gonna be in and out i can you know what i mean like all right next year i'm gonna be back i'm i hope we have a better team but no matter what like i know that I'll have a shot and this is something I can work with and we'll see how this goes. So middle of the summer, I'm talking like July, somebody, I get a text from one of my teammates, one of my roommates and he goes, Hey, look at the NA website. I go, okay, what's going on? So I Google it and I go, and it goes, Chicago hitman folds. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I just don't have a team anymore. Like middle of July, I'm like training and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, but like not training hard enough yeah. to be honest. And uh, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I actually had a spot. I was playing well, like things are moving and it's just gone. And like literally nobody even called me. Really? From the team. Like, no, like I never heard from them again. It was just over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, it's crazy. And so, and so now it's middle of July and I'm like, all right. Uh, now what? Like everybody's had their camps and kind of like we, we were talking about with coaches and goalies and guys get their guys, yeah, coaches they like yeah. they get their guys. So, so they're like, all right. And then they look at my stats and like, all right, he was in Aberdeen and then he was in, didn't play. And then he was in Texas and he didn't play and he was Chicago and he had some good games, but then he got lit up a lot and he's, they're like, well, I don't really, but we got these guys. And so it was kind of tough to find a spot. And um, my parents were like, all right, so what, what are we doing here? Like you were on this team, you had a lot, of, you know, you started in Aberdeen, you went to Texas, you went to Chicago, things are going, you know, we're all right in Chicago and now it's gone. Like now what do we do? Um, you know, you got this other team saying like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll take you, but we got three. So you just kind of starting from the beginning again, and you're just going to have to just build this up all over. And, um, you know, I mean, the real the reality is like, I knew. That, I mean, I'm not playing pro. Yeah. Like, even, no matter where I went to college, I was you know gonna get a degree and, and start a job, and I I wanted engineering. But so so basically, like, we're at this point in the summer, 
everybody's kind of got their teams. Everybody's kind of got their setup. And it's like, now what are we going to do? So like, okay, I got this kind of my back pocket. Like, all right, I could go to this other team, but like, I don't feel too confident in it. And do I want to just start that? And so basically my parents kind of gave me like an ultimatum. They're like, all right. So this team in New York was like, all right, come out to the tryout. Like, we're not going to charge you. Like, we just want to give you a look and see how it goes or whatever. And my parents were kind of like, all right, if you make this team and they really want you, like, how about we do this? But if not, like, let's really consider this. So I go out to New York and it's by myself. Like, they just kind of sent me. And uh, I have like, I mean, I'm I'm like dialed in. I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm I'm either... Gonna make this team, or like, am I gonna keep playing? Like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. So, I just, I had a great tryout. I was like, so confident. I'm like, I'm, I got this in the bag, like for sure. And then like, we get to like the final like interviews or whatever, and they're like, hey, we really like you, but like, we got our guys, and you know, we're gonna kind of stick with what we got, and you know, we wish you the best of luck with whatever. And I'm just like, holy crap! Like, what's gonna happen now? Not not totally sure i'm like all right well fly back to minnesota i get back i take the red eye out of there and i get back at like three in the morning and i'm like man i i I strip the top off the hot tub of my parents house crack a cold one and i'm sitting there and i'm just contemplating like all right am i gonna try to do this all over am i gonna like see if i can play d3 somewhere like i i just i don't know where this is gonna go and so um you know, I have a couple cold ones that night, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, and then I wake up the next day and I get a call. I got a missed call from my goalie coach. And I'm like, what does he want? And his, his name is Justin Johnson. And he, he coaches at the U. And then uh call him back at like 8 in the morning. And he's like, hey, uh, I was told you uh, it didn't go well in New York for you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I, I got some better news. Like, Don's going to call you in an hour. And uh, we... We want you to come out this year. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? NHL to uh, the Gophers calling? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I had I had college stuff come up, like, always now and then. But like I said, man, it's frick, it's so hard. You know, everybody's like, everybody's kind of interested. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, we'll, you know, we'll see. Like, I went and skated with St. Cloud in the summer. And, you know, Wisconsin was, was reaching out a lot in high school. And it was just kind of like, we want to see what you can do. Yeah. And th- and then I had that year and I, and I found my groove and I'm like, this is it. And then it, that was gone. And then I was like, well, I got to find someone to give me a chance. And then uh, that didn't happen. And then, you know, uh, Matt Laprade was supposed to come into the U that year. And then he ended up not being able to play for like a medical, a medical reason, uh, pretty last minute. So then that's when they, <clears throat> JJ, you know, reached out to me and then literally the next day I went, I went to the U and I talked to Don and I said, I mean, this was two weeks before class started. Yeah. So, so two weeks before class started, I'm like, am I going to play junior or am I going to like sign up for like fall classes? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I got, you know, that's kind of where I was at. And, uh, yeah. So then got the call and then went in there and literally signed up for classes the next day. And then my dad, then I moved into the T hall two weeks later. No shit. uh, Yeah. That's fucking wild. It was wild. And, and so, like, it, it, w- it was so crazy because it was just, like, I went from, like, this point where I was just, like, sitting on my parents. I was like, what What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I love playing hockey. And, like, I've literally tried so hard this year. And, and Junior's just, 
some guys, they find a coach and they find a team and they find a spot and they're like, all right, this guy believes in me. He's going to yeah. get a chance. And then other guys just never really find, you know, somebody who's that, that confident in them. Isn't that crazy? And, and that's just how, and, and, you know, I tell us to my high school goalies too, like, hey, man, whatever you think's about to happen is not about to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any idea you have in your, you got to like grind here, man. You got to just, hey, believe in yourself and just keep going. And so, yeah, so I went from like a really, really low to like a really, really high, like pretty quick. Yeah, what are your thought? What are your emotions there from thinking you're going to play another year in the NHL um, to all of a sudden, the hometown you're from, the biggest university you've probably watched play hockey, one of the biggest college hockey universities for hockey there is in the nation. How do you like process that in your head? Like, oh my god, I'm I'm on the team now. Like, I'm a gopher. Well, so so what's crazy? Well, yeah, that is. Cra- I mean, it's crazy thought, but so like my first reaction was like i literally like i was like running around my parents i was home alone in the morning i was like running around my parents house i'm like i can't believe this is happening then i called my buddies i'm like hey guys you guys gotta come over we gotta i got something to tell you guys (laughs) my high school buddies and uh yeah so that was a pretty special moment just i don't know tell them hey and they're like hey i know what i'm doing next year finally and they're like what yeah what where are you going now gonna go play for the gophers what do you think about that so (laughs) how many guys were like dude shut up so we had uh we had a facebook group for the chicago hitmen and everybody was kind of saying what they were going to do next now the team's gone yeah and i go i'm i'm going to the university of minnesota and they're like what are you studying i'm like I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> I actually found myself a spot on the team. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. seriously. I mean, quit fucking. No, that's, that's exactly the re- I mean, that's what my reaction was. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was, this is two weeks. So, so basically, like, I had like, I mean, obviously, you're going to say yes, but like, that's like a huge decision to make yeah. in like a 24 hour span. Like, you're signing up for like a four year like commitment. And obviously, obviously, I knew what I was signing up for. Don's like, look, man. I'm not guaranteeing you got good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And and I knew that, but like that, that doesn't change my mindset of what yeah. I'm kind of going into. No. You know, I'm a competitor obviously. And, and uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta find your niche on the team, but yeah, that transition, that two weeks was like pretty crazy. Cause like one of the things, especially right off the bat at the U is at least when I was a freshman was there was a, like a, basically like a fitness test and they had a running test right off the bat. And it was 16 200 meter dashes. Jesus. I know. That sounds and, and, and so fucking they, terrible. So they, 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 oh they, they timed you. So basically, you started at like, you know, a certain point of the track. I mean, they didn't let you skate until you finished this, by the way. Really? Yeah, at the time. So, so you know, two weeks ago, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I am not in shape, guys. <laughs> I am. You're contemplating everything. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So then Don's like, so then, so you're like. You're trying to convince Cal Dietz, like, hey, man, <laughs> come on. Hey, these guys have been training all fucking summer. Yeah. I, I didn't know I was doing this. No, so they told me, so they told me that, Don's like, you got to pass this running test. And I'm like, all right. So I go out to Maple Grove Junior High to the track, and I'm like, I'm going to try to run 200, I mean, uh, 16, 200 meter dashes and just see how it goes. And I got to like 12, and I'm like, oh, no. This is bad. I don't know. What you, <laughs> did you have to do it was each time. one? So it was or so like, like a total you, time. You had a group. So uh, each one, I don't remember the time of each individual run. Each individual run had to be under a certain time. Oh, so you basically run. That. It basically was like this. You, you'd run the 200 meters and you'd walk back. And by the time you got back, you had to go again. That's basically kind of how it timed out. Yeah. yeah. And so like 
one guy didn't make it and that's because he took a pre-workout beforehand and he like threw up so like everybody had to go back the next morning and do it but like that was kind of the thing then and then i ended up doing it like i was like holy crap i did it and like don came up to me afterwards like i'm surprised you did that i'm like yeah same (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah man no so i mean it was a pretty uh it was a pretty quick and i mean I, I wasn't in class for a year. You know, you got to think about that point. I mean, I had no... That my, part might be harder. My yeah. mentality Getting was not... Getting back into the classroom, hey, like how to do homework no. and stuff again after you've been out a year. Like, I thought about that my first year after college, not having to take tests and then no exams, yeah. no homework. And then a year later, you're back into yeah. it. Like, yeah. Fuck that. I two, mean, you, two weeks you, ago, I'm playing COD 10 hours yeah, a day. Right? Yeah. Now I got to take classes. And, and by the way, I signed up to do engineering. So like my first year and a half, I was doing mechanical engineering classes. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I, I took the easy way. Uh, uh, fuck, I, I know. I, 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 I ended up switching, but um, no. So that it was just like fast, like, hey, man, like yeah. now transition. And then obviously like college is so much faster. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But like even that first year, like. Like, even you take me at the beginning of the year, take me at the end of the year, like, you just become, like, such a better player. Just, even just, like, I thought I worked hard. But just it, taking it, taking yeah. practice, doing all the drills with yeah. the guys. Oh, you get so, it's... You got Bukes that taking clappers at you, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, I was going to ask about, you know, obviously the, the toughest shots you face, but... Just to add on, to the, <laughs> yeah. Just to just to add on to the you know the goalie thing, um, we had a in my class we had the third string goalie. His name is Matt Hirenku, and he actually graduated with an engineering degree. Really yeah. smart guy, but uh, he comes in and he really wasn't he wasn't that good of a goalie. You know, like yeah. you can tell when you're when you're practicing and you're shooting on goalies and drills. This guy's easier to score on, you know. Okay, that's a starting goalie. Like he's fucking tough to score on. Um, Rink Rink really was a guy who was like, okay, like if I don't come down on a breakaway and score on Rink, like I got to work on some things. He's not that good of a goalie right now. Um, and you saw that freshman year, but as as we as we, as we went on as we went on with 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 time and practice. Um, it was visible to see, it was very visible to see that rink was, you know, getting harder, getting really hard to score on. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey man. We, so hey, we're working on stuff, bro. <laughs> Mace just shit hey. himself. Mace hey, just let hey, a hey, fart hey. go <laughs> and tried to play it off like we didn't hear it. Oh, I caught it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I caught it right through my left ear muff. And I, I don't know why that. you guys are laughing about it. I didn't think the mic would pick it up. <laughs> I heard it too, and I tried to <laughs> fucking ripped ass. But no, yeah, I mean, we we had the third string goalie, and he comes in freshman year, and everyone's like, oh, you know, he's a third string goalie, he's easy to score on. And then the years progress, and and all of a sudden, you're in practice, and you're like shooting pucks and coming down and all alone on a breakaway and shooting pucks, and you can't score on the guy, and you're like, God, has rink gotten better? And then, you know. As a third goalie, you never know if you're going to get in. You yeah. just you always want to make yourself available you got and ready for when your time comes, and which is what Rink Pup did. I mean, he yeah. his every practice, every day he came to the rink, he worked on his game, he tried to get better, and he made sure he was prepared for his moment if it ever came. Yep. Not knowing if it ever would. And it did come my junior year, Olsa's 
sophomore year when Cam got injured and our backup goalie was also injured at the time. Rink had to come in and play games. He actually played, what did he play? I think 12, yeah, 11 or 12 11 games, games in a he, row. 11 games in a row and he 11, went 10 and 1. 11 games in a row and he went 10 and 1 and he was like really good in net. And, mm-hmm. you know, you watch him freshman year, you're shooting on him in practice. You would have never imagined <clears throat> something like that would have happened. Yeah. Um, I'll say this, like the difference between shots and practicing games are like drastic, like a grade A in a game that you see regularly oh, in yeah. practice, you know what I'm saying? And so like, even if you think about a guy like Justin Close, he just played for the Gophers, like they're, they're lucky that didn't happen when I was playing there. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. What Justin Close did is, is, was, yeah. that was seriously impressive. Yeah. And, uh, not even, you know, not even questioning his skill. Like, I mean, I'd never seen him play before he was in that, but just taking time off like that. And just kind of like you said, like showing up every day. Cause obviously they had LaFontaine and they had Mo, and then it was yeah. cl- close. I mean, you know how much it's discipline cl- that takes to, to stay I interactive. Do. And <laughs> I <stay> do know. <laughs> and, to stay, and to stay prepared and to stay ready yeah. when you're not expected or you don't expect yourself to actually have to hop in there. Yeah. That's See the thing, the thing with me point. was, I mean, it happened to me right off the bat because it was Adam Wilcox, Michael Shabrowski, and then myself. Right, my, my freshman year, right when I got there, and so about a month into the season, Shabrowski tears his meniscus, so he's out for like six, six to eight weeks, something like that. Yep. And so it's just me and Wilcox. So like, you know, we're we're hosting because my freshman year was WCHA. Yeah. So we were hosting North Dakota. And I'm backing up, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, Coxie. Hopefully Coxie plays well tonight. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I mean, the only time – so we were in Colorado College, and Coxie got run, basically, and his head hit the crossbar, and his helmet flew off. And I'm like, here we go. You know, but, I mean, that that little moment happened, like, so many times, man, where I was like, you know. And, I, I mean, I only got in twice, you know, in my yeah. whole four years, so – I mean, it's it's tough to stay involved, but like you gotta you gotta kind of like I mean I knew what I signed up for, yeah. you know what I mean, and I knew at the same time like yeah you you could get in any game, you know what I mean. So That's like, the way you have to think about it. You right? have to. Yeah. You, you kind of have to, you know, <clears throat> balance like being a good teammate. Yeah. While also pushing yourself to be like, hey. Yeah. You know, it's kind of that tough. Yeah. So it's so my my four years there, I I didn't miss a single practice with anything any illness or injury or literally anything and i missed uh i had pneumonia during uh like our, our spring training so we were like running four corners and mary itchy and i'm like coughing up along and cal's like you have to stop yeah <laughs> i'm like why he's like well, go to the doctor i have pneumonia <laughs> so like that's the only <laughs> thing i missed but like you know like uh because coxie was very athletic so like e- even just like we're bag skating and i'm like i'm gonna freaking beat wilcox today you know, just to make sure, like, he, yeah. he knows, like, I'm not going to, you know, because he doesn't. I think I beat him, like, once ever, Yeah, yeah. you know, because we're competitive. But, like, even in the gym, like, I mean, I was a really strong guy in, in college. So, like, even just, like, being that guy, the freshman coming in there, like, the third string is fucking. Oh, he, yeah. He's pushing yeah. it over there, like, all right, I got to, I got to, you know, give her. Yeah, so. And you don't, you don't realize how much that, that does to a team, um, the entire team mentality, right? Yeah, like, and it's subconscious um, almost. It, it's, it's some. It's it's subconscious. Like, like you you don't realize, you know, you staying prepared. And and, and I relate this to Ring Pup because he was the third goal all the yeah. time. 
And, you know, I could see myself being a third goalie, taking it easy, just playing it like it's a I'll, joke. I'll be, I'll be very yeah. honest. I was a fourth liner, and, you know, I would yeah. go in and do the workouts and stuff, but fuck, you know, you could... It's so hard to mentally get past that. Like, it is. To, like, push... You know, there's a reason I was four-flying yeah. for so long, mm-hmm. because I didn't... But the thing is, you always know at the back of your mind, something happens. Yeah. You, you got to play against Michigan this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you better stay on point. You, you can't... You oh, can't yeah. Really it's a, yeah. There's a lot of pressure there, for sure. Absolutely. And, and if you get, you know, if you get tossed in the game, the, your worst nightmare has got to be... <clears throat> Well, we lost the game because of me, and everyone's yeah. saying that. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't want to be that guy. No. So I mean, you you just you know I kind I knew my role. I knew I had to do my thing, and uh, you know you just go out there and pretty much bag yourself every day, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know try to make guys better and and try to push guys and push the other goalies and and just know like yeah that's that's your role, you know. So you got four years here. You can either be a passenger, yeah. or you can try to contribute. You got you got to do whatever you can do for sure. Um, and, you know, and do even, I, yeah, and even in practice, when you're you know, if you're trying harder, if you're if you're dialed in, you're giving it your all. You're making all the other players better as yeah. well, which yeah. you don't realize. So, like when I was so my freshman year, when we when we lost to the Gophers, point six, yeah, um, in the Frozen Four, my sophomore year, yeah. So we, you know, you know when. And Ols has been through this too. And when you're scratch as a player, um, you're kind of like, well, you know, like if they win, I don't feel a part of the team. And which, which is what I was going through my freshman year. So we're in the Frozen Four. We make the Frozen Four. I what I didn't play in the regionals. Didn't play the first game of the Frozen Four. And I'm sitting up in the in the stands, like uh, you know, like if we win, if we happen to win this game and then go on to win, like. I don't feel like I'm a part of the team or whatever. But then as you get older, you realize, you know, the entire season and that year, every day matters. Yeah. You know, like from the first day to the last day and how you didn't practice, how you guys handled yourself throughout December and January, which doesn't seem to matter when you're in the Frozen Four in April. But all of that stuff matters throughout the entire year. Yeah. And which is what I used to tell guys and when I was a freshman, Brendan O'Donnell told me, he sat me down and he's like, Hey, you know, Gager, I know you're not in the lineup right now at the end of the year. Um, just stick with it, man. Like you're you're a big part of this team, like all the guys know. And, you know, you're in practice and you've played games with us, like don't think you're outside of this team, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're very much a part of this team, which I think every person is, mm-hmm. from the equipment manager to the athletic trainer to all the interns that work on the team. They all have a part to play on the team, and if everyone's dialed in like that, like I thought, Ols's sophomore year and my junior year. Well, actually, most of the years we were there, but everyone plays a part in that team, and. When you're in that situation, when you're in a shitty situation where you're not playing and you don't feel like you you add much value to that team, you do. Like those guys who didn't play, like Hayden Shaw, Hayden Shaw didn't play in the Frozen Four for us in 2016. He was a, he was a big piece of our team the entire year. Yeah. So for him to feel like, 
you know, he wasn't a part of that team. That's just so stupid to I think. Know. Like he was I a know, hu- but it's a huge part of that team and what I can relate that to the the backup goalie or the third string goalie, whatever it is, you play a huge part in that team the entire year and you're a reason. Yeah. There's I'm, a reason you're not, you're wearing the jersey. There's a reason you're wearing the tracksuit around town. Yeah. Um just kind of like you said, I mean, like literally every single person in the organization uh, contributes to what the culture is. Yeah. Like literally everybody. I don't care if you're if you're just in the gym and you're working out, like, hey, what what are you bringing to the table? Like, yeah. what what's the mentality? You know what I mean? Are are you a part of this? Are you, we all headed in the same direction? Or are we not? Yeah. You know, yeah. that type of thing. Are you on your own page? You can be the star guy and be on your own page and not contribute to the culture. Yeah. Or, you you know, it, it, in the culture of the team, like, every team's different, you know, and I've been a part of really good cultures on teams I've been on. I've been a part of not good cultures. And, you know, even, even just like the Furrows and Four run we had in the National Championship, like, I mean, our team was we, everybody is heading in the same direction. Literally, everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. because our freshman year was like, all right, we got all this, you know, we and we did have a lot of studs, and like that was kind of like, you know, in my mind, it was like if we're gonna win it, it's this year. But then our sophomore going into my sophomore year is kind of like, what are we gonna do? And it was like, yeah, yeah, we were all moving here, and and you felt it all the way from the seniors with Condon and like Pirano and those guys, all the way to the freshmen with Fash and those guys coming in. So it's just. Everybody was moving in the right direction, and it's just that's what you needed. Yeah, and um, kind of like you said, it's just and, and you guys have obviously been a part of championship teams, and, and you know what that feels like. You didn't have any stragglers. Yeah, it's it's just incredibly hard when you when you <clears throat> you're so competitive, and you, you know, like Gage said, you know, you want to, you feel like you need to have some kind of success to be, you know, part of the team, whether yeah. it's you know playing every game or whatever it might be. But it's just like it comes down to certain times and certain situations too. Yeah, you know, like it's there's so much that plays into it. But it's crazy how your mind can twist the way yeah. that you think things are so, going. What's what's interesting about this conversation? So, like I said earlier, I, I appeared in two games in my career. My first appearance was at Michigan at Yoast, which was awesome. We were getting pumped. We were down like nine to two. Unbelievable <laughs> place to play your first yeah. game, by the way. Yeah. So I stepped out. I'm, I just remember standing there. I'm like, holy, what am I doing here? I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And then uh, my second. So like that. I mean, that was like, you know, just a tail end. Of, I mean, they both were tail ends of the game. Let's be real. But so that was at Yo. So that was it was awesome to be able to be there. And then um, my second appearance was uh, the senior, you know, senior night. Yeah. Yep. You know, that type of thing. We're playing against Wisconsin at home. And if we win that game, we win the Big Ten Championship. So with like a couple minutes left, we go up. I don't remember if it was two goals or three goals or whatever. We go up and, uh, you know, we score at that end of the other end of the ice. And then everyone's celebrating. And then I look to my right and Shearhorn is climbing over the bench. <laughs> like he didn't even... He didn't even like ask, yeah. you know, whatever. He's just like, get the hell out there, you know. And so, and he was a freshman at the time. So then I go out there and Don's like, all right, yeah, go for it. And so I go out there and, um, you know, I'm on the ice and, you know, the t- the clock's ticking down and then goes to zero. And now we just won the Big Ten Championship. So everybody on the bench, you know. Gets up, skates over to me, and like hugs me like I just did fucking something. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. So like like that was just like, hey, you know, you've been at this for four years. You, you didn't miss a single workout. You miss, you know. Yeah. 
barely anything. You've been, you, you know, I, I, I put in my all and, um, that was just kind of like dicing on the cake. Like, yeah, you feel appreciated right there. Yeah. It, it is top to bottom on those. It's, it's completely top to bottom on those years. If you want to be successful, the entire organization, whether it's, you know, you're an equipment guy handing sticks to the actual equipment manager. Yeah. Every person in that locker room that has anything to do with that team your role matters a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. there's certain weight put on every guy inside yes. that place. You know, yeah. some, you know, the amount of weight put on Besser and Nick Schmaltz and Kajula's shoulders is a lot more weight than I had on myself and yeah. Ols. And it's a lot more weight than Mark Pullman had on himself as the athletic trainer. Yeah. And the equipment guy. And. It's everyone, but everyone has to be yeah. pulling that same rope a yeah. little mm-hmm. bit, you know, right? Yep. And if 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 there's one guy altering that, I feel, you know, if one guy's not on that same frequency, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, everyone has to buy into that and you know, it it's easy to it's easy to throw everything you have at it when, you know, you're Brock Besser or you're Trevor Olson or Whoever, like, I mean, it's easy to throw that weight on those guys, but it's just incredible what yeah. what what goalies are able to do to stay into it and and keep that mindset and keep a positive. Like you see it with you, you even see it in the NHL when you know Flurry gets traded to the Wild, and who's who's the Talbot Cam Talbot. Talbot. Cam Talbot welcomes him with open arms, and he's like, "Hey, you know, if you're here to play, you're gonna play well. That's that's fine with me. Like that's what it takes. Those little things, yeah, um, to get the job done. But yeah, kind of going off what you're saying about everybody pulling in the right direction. You're talking about players and you know other personnel, but like think about being the coach that enables those players to do those things and making yeah. those decisions. I mean that that's kind of where I'm at now." Because, you know, after graduating, like, yep. so, like, after Yeah, my- so, Coiner, let's get into what yeah. you're doing now. So, Coiner's out of the game now. He graduates. Yeah. yeah. Now you're the goalie coach for Maple Grove. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great high school hockey organization. There's a lot of pressure, probably, from parents. These kids want to, these kids want to progress to the next level. Absolutely. To juniors, to college, whatever it is. Yeah. There's some pressure put on your back oh, there to, to make sure they're doing their job. And yeah, so this is my this will be my fifth this upcoming season will be my fifth year. Good for you. So my first year we lost in the section championship. My second year we lost in the first round of state. My third year we lost in the state semis, and last year we lost in the state championship. So we've just been kind of progressing, you know. Yeah. And I've seen a lot. So um, you know, one of the goalies I coached, I was talking about, he he got uh, drafted the NA. He he won the Frank Brimsek Award for the best goalie in yep. Minnesota, so he was our starter his sophomore, kind of his junior, and then his senior year, and then last year we had uh, a guy who was he was a senior last year, and that was his first year, and he he did really well for us, and he actually went to Chicago Steel at the end of our season, uh, right after the season. So like we've had some some good goalies come through, and that's been obviously very helpful for my job. Yeah, but like, but so. But our program is, you know, I mean, we have a, we have a good program 
obviously. And, you know, that really starts at the youth level. And we've had a lot of really good players come through. Like, um, after my, you know, the year where we lost in the state semis, uh, we had two kids on our team drafted in the NHL. And that was Kyle Kukin and Kyle Thomas. And Kyle's going to play for the Gophers, I, I think, next year. But uh, so that was during the COVID year. And so have you guys, been, you've been to Maple Grove. Yep. Oh, fun. We played each other in high school, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I won. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up the whole scene. Uh, Not many losses on my. Uh, no, it, no, that was, you guys were in the state championship that year. Uh, yeah, that? we lost to Rao. Yeah. Triple overtime. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle's not a bad player. No, he's a good guy. I, I I feel like that's the story. I always say, oh, yeah, we played Kyle Rao, but th- that team was nasty. That they team had, was nasty. Their, their whole team. Rao, Sealer, right? Sealer, Molinar. Um, uh, who are the two brothers? Um, mm, I don't know. One played at, one played at uh, got, Colorado College. Rue. Roos? No. 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 TJ Rue? Yeah. No, no, he was holy family yeah, he was or a something. Private school. Mitch um, Rogie, he ended up playing for the Gophers. God, I, this is gonna drive me fucking nuts. But who was their who was their goalie too? Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were really good. I had two goals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else you want. No. Yeah. We lost three two. <laughs> Should have got the Hattie, I guess. <clears throat> Next time. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's what I was gonna bring up though, when when Coiner was mentioning his junior days um, when he was with the Hitmen or the Shitmen. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was getting a lot of shots. So uh, I don't. We don't know this as goalies, but one of the best. One of the best goalies I ever played against was Alex Lyons. Yeah. So he played for Baudet. Yeah, Lake of the Woods. Lake of the Woods. I mean, the worst team in the state. Every year, terrible team. He's facing eighty shots a game. Yeah. From when he's a mite till he's high school. How much does that, I mean, how much does that have to play a part of his development factor? Like, I mean, it's gotta. It has to, right? Like, I feel like I feel like some of these, you know, some goalies that play for, you know, I mean, you, you played for Maple Grove. If a goalie played for Duluth East, I feel like you kind of get overshadowed because you don't see many shots. And then you end up letting a couple goals in. I feel like if you're a goalie who's facing 50 shots a game, you're going to be in the zone the whole time, and you're yeah. going to be playing better. Versus well, if you if you yeah. face like 15 shots a game and let up two goals, you're like, well, yeah, I wasn't yeah. warmed up, and I let up those two goals. If I would have faced 30 shots, I would have let up two goals. But people see I let up you know 15 shots and two goals. That has yeah. to play a huge factor in goalies and how they play. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for some of the good goalies who grow up in good towns and they're playing behind a good team. Like, he was even like Cammer. Like, Cammer, our junior year, we didn't really – we didn't get outshot. We didn't let up that many shots. Like, how much does that have to play in, like, how well you're playing during the year, how well you feel on the ice. That's got to be a tough position to be in. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the years that we had, like, um, the, 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 the kid who won the Brimsec for us, he, uh, his, his junior year, I mean, we were, we were stacked. So it was like, he had like, just kind of like you said, like probably 15 shots a game, yeah. but like two of them are breakaways because our D and like think, I need to get a hat trick yeah. every game. <laughs> it was like, it was like, uh, no shots the first period, and then ten minutes in, you got a breakaway, and you're like, God, damn yeah, it. You yeah, know? yeah. So I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, every team's different, and you know, you get those really, really high levels. You're going to start taking like more, um, you know, save percentage and goals against aren't just the only two variables you sh- you could look at. You know, there's like quality chances and all that kind of stuff, and they dive into that in the NHL. And you know, there's there's so many levels to it, but I mean, the reality is like if, if you're good enough, I don't care what what team you're on. Like, yeah, they're going to find you. And you're gonna make it. It's just exactly like being a player. If you're good, I always tell people this: so like, you know, if if you're growing up in a small town where you're, you know, your parents are like, you got to go play juniors or triple A because no one's gonna see you. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people like nowadays: hey, if you're good enough, yeah, you're good enough. It's like it's, it, there's no if ands yeah. or but. There's no if ands or buts. Yeah. If you're good enough, people are going to see if you're not, you're not, it is what it is, you know? And there's a kid, I I literally can't even remember the high school he played for now. His name is Brody Lamb. He's going to play for the Gophers. And he played in the state tournament uh, a couple years ago, and he just lit it up. And he, I mean, he was a Gopher commit when we played them, because we played them uh, when I was for Maple Grove. But I literally can't even remember the high school he played. It was like three high schools in one. And I was like, yeah, he, he was found and he made it. And um, he did leave early, you know. Yeah. And that's always a, a big debate right now, too, with yeah. Minnesota is, you know, do you stay or do you leave and that side of thing. And, and being a high school coach, like, I, I see that, like, all the time. E- even going into next year, it's like, yeah, we just lost the state championship. Like, we could be really good if yeah guys if come back. everybody stays. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. Um, do you guys encourage your players – to leave do you want them to stay okay. are you indifferent this is a this is a big question because i'm not encouraging anybody to do anything <laughs> yeah but I, but no, just no. as a coaching staff you yeah. know is, is there a is there a certain thing because w- i've had this conversation with hundreds of people you know mike oh, randolph was a was a fantastic coach but he didn't like people moving on to the next level do you guys promote that do you guys you know what's what's kind of the stance? What's your view on it? Okay. This is kind of a testy little question. For I don't you. know. I can't speak for our head coach's name's Todd Berglund. I can't speak for Bergie. Okay. I think that everybody's different. I mean, he can speak for Bergie. No, I'm not going <laughs> no, yeah. to. No, I cannot. No, I cannot. I, guys, I'm just a goalie coach. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just a goalie coach. Yeah. You know, some parent comes up to me and says, "Hey, what do you, what do you think about this?" Goalie I, coach. I'm the goalie coach. Yeah, goalie. I'm just. You gotta think. Is your kid the goalie? <laughs> <laughs> no, get the fuck out. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, everybody's different. I mean, obviously, you know, I I want our team to have success. Yeah. And um, there's it's okay. So I'm blanking on names. So basically, the the NHL draft that Kyle Kukin and, and Cal Thomas got drafted in. There was two other kids from Maple Grove who also got drafted in that draft. And both those kids didn't stay in high school. Our cool two kids that stayed got drafted over the two kids who left early. So, like, is that a factor? No. Is Cal Thomas going to play for the Gophers? Yes. Did he stay through his high school senior year? Yes. I mean. It, it, it is funny to me talking about the subject because obviously parents take it so serious. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, coaches take it so serious, players take it so serious, but it, it always comes back to if you're good enough, you'll make it. Yeah. If you're not, t- you won't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you go to juniors, 
in your junior year of high school. Yeah. Or if you graduate from high school and then go to juniors after. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're good enough and if you have enough drive, you're going to make it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. There's no other formula. People can say, you know, oh, you know, this guy did this and he didn't make it. Yeah. Like, like you just said. These two guys left, and they got drafted after these guys. So, got so you should stay. <laughs> yeah. So you should stay in high school. It's like that's not the answer. No. Yeah. It's just there's certain things that are better for certain people, and and I, you'll never know. You'll I mean, never know. Yeah, I had a guy that I played high school with that left to go to the national development program, and he ended up not even playing college hockey. Period. So like, yeah, nobody's nothing's guaranteed. There's no. You, no. you got to put the whole thing together and do it. So that's the tough. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if, if a goalie, if one of my goalies has a chance to leave early, I'm going to tell him to do it. Cause that ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's Jake Otteger, I'm going to be like, all right, man. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, you just, you never know. Yeah. And you know, like there's no right decision. There's no wrong. Some guys need to mature. Yeah. Some guys, absolutely. Some guys are already mature and they need to play more. They need to go through more, you know, obstacles because yeah. they haven't before. Um, yeah. And that's what I learned from coaching too is like all these guys have different like personal experiences with whether the teams they play on, how their parents treat them, how their confidence level is just personally, like how you speak to these guys. And, and kind of like we talked earlier as being a goalie, like during the season, my main objective as the goalie coach is to make sure that you are as confident as possible yeah. when you play this game. I I go to Monday practices and I go to all the games and that's it. I can't start, you know, tweaking your stance and doing this yeah. and have yeah. you have you questioning am I doing this right? It's like no no no. I'm here to just pretty much enforce that you are confident and that we're building on your strengths and that's it. So so as a goalie coach, um, you know, obviously you just said you know, you want to f- fill them with confidence. So do you just not tweak anything until the off season? Yeah. So it's not, not necessarily that it's like, it's like, it's not like I'm, I don't make like sudden changes to their game. Yeah. It's like a soft, like progression. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Hey, you know, we're going to, we need you to have a little bit more depth. Yeah. We need you to play a little more aggressive. Okay. Yeah. We're going to just get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And then we're going to yeah. do this. And, Okay, beginning of the season, we we got a couple like because when you start the season, you you're kind of like all right, fresh slate. They've been working with their own like private goalie coaches all summer. Like I I have a job. Like, yeah, you're doing your thing. <laughs> we get there and you go okay. Now we got to assess where you're at, and then we have like five, six, seven games. And okay, how how are we getting scored on? Yeah, not only like how are we getting scored on like as a goalie, but like. How does our team play? Yeah. Are yeah. we going to have just 15 shots against any breakaways? Yeah. Do we have certain guys in our team that just are turnover machines? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like you kind of get a sense of how things are going and then then the season progresses and you say, okay, what are we noticing? Are we addressing these things? Then you get to the end and are we playing our best? Yeah. And good. Then we'll just let, let the games go. So for goalies, what I've, what I've, what you don't realize as a as a youth player, maybe even high school, but you start to notice in junior and college, and you really notice it when you watch the NHL playoffs. Yeah. If you're a goaltender who can handle the puck, you get the puck, you can pass it anywhere, you can make the right play. Yep. The advantage you have is insane. The amount of goaltenders I've played with, some goalies I played with 
unbelievable in between the pipes. But they will not make the right play when they get the puck behind the net and they stop it and they have to make a pass, do whatever. I almost would rather have a guy who wasn't that great in between the pipes that could get the puck behind the net or stop it and make the right breakout pass or make the right play with it. Do you teach that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is something we work on. It, well, high school level is different than college and it pro is. level. It is. So, like, it depends on the kid. I don't care how good you are playing the puck. If the kid is leaving the net and going, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, what am I doing? We're, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, we'll live to fight another day. But, like, if, if it's Adam Wilcox or Alex Stalock. Yeah, well, go, that, go get that thing. That, that's that's how, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like that's how you separate yourself as a goalie. You know, like there's so many goalies who are good between the pipes, but if if you can, if you can play the puck well, like yeah. Shesterkin on the Rangers, sure. The amount of value add to the team, yeah. it's insane. But then, like, how about this flurry with the Wild and his his puck play? I mean, that kind of yeah. gets him into some trouble sometimes. Yeah. It did. Yeah, you know, and I don't know why. I'm not tripping. No, flurry, no, you know, no, obviously. No, no. I'm just saying, like, there's pros and cons, and and that's always a touchy subject. But in reality, too, like, especially with like, what what do I want the goalies to do? Like, even our head coach is like, all right, I don't want this kid doing that, you know? Because yeah, and, and, and I respect, and he's got authority over yeah. all. And then I'm just gonna say, hey, I think we just let this this one go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, it's it's a little higher up when you get to the puck handling ability. Yeah, because I, I mean, it's, it's a little different coming from a defenseman from Olse because Olse doesn't have to get passes from the goalie. Olse he just worries about the passes yeah. from the D man as a forward and breakout passes like that. Yeah. Whereas when I was playing, you know, me and whoever my goalie was, we, you know, I wanted him to give me a good pass or else I was fucked. <laughs> um, it was like it was like you know like some some goalies would you know some goalies I'd call for it like strong side strong side where where yeah. they get it from and he'd give it back to me right on my tape and I could get it off my stick within a second yeah and then some goalies I'd call for it they wouldn't hear me they'd give it to the opposite side or rimming up the wall yeah. and I'd I'd just be like dude you gotta listen to me I didn't know how much that played into it obviously goalies are I mean everyone's got their pros and cons. Yeah. Um, we we've been talking about this for a little too long. I did want to ask you though before we go. Yeah. Since you played with the Gophers. Yeah. And I just got done hanging out with Brock Besser and Troy Stetcher talking about Thatcher Demko. He's on the Vancouver Canucks right now. Yeah. So he was my goalie in Ann Arbor, and <clears throat> he was like, you know, I played with Zane and in Cammer. Very hard goalies to score on, but Thatcher was like something different when you're trying to score on him and practice just in breakaways or random drills. Like you could not score on him. So, what I wanted to ask was who are the guys you faced in practice at Minnesota to where like you're like, oh fuck, this guy's coming down. He's going to fucking score. Like, who is the best? Who are the best shooters? Like who did you not want coming down on you? In so practice. Okay, so practice. Uh, Eric Halla. Uh, that was just my freshman year, and that, you know he, he's obviously a really good player. But one guy. So so in my time in Minnesota, 
there is always a summer skate at Mariucci because literally every pro comes back and like they had their own skate. It was basically like full ice scrimmage with NHL and Europe guys, basically. And it even got to the point where like they didn't even want gopher guys, like current players to play. Yeah. yeah. But they always wanted goalies because they just didn't have goalies. So it was like me out there and like Thomas Vanek. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That guy in a short little stick, I don't know, man. He just so Vanek. He just Vanek could just find. The he spot. just he could sauce the puck in. The, <laughs> it just wouldn't even. He wouldn't even fire it. It's just like a little woof. I don't, I don't know, man. You yeah. just you don't. So so when you're playing goal, you're looking at the stick. You can kind of tell what people are gonna do based on the stick. Like like if you show me a video of a guy shooting a puck. I can tell you where he's are you, are you looking at his eyes or the stick? You're not looking at his eyes ever. Yeah. yeah. No, man. You're, <laughs> you're looking at looking what straight is, at the puck. What it well, you, yeah, otherwise you're gonna you're gonna miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no if the guy follows through, you can tell if it's a low thing, it's a high thing, it's what's his blade doing. Thomas, he has got in the same spot at the start, and it can go anywhere. You and have no you, idea where it's there going. is no there is no pre-information before he shoots it that gives you any sense of what's going to happen next. <laughs> so imagine that's like, so, sick. so imagine like, uh, yeah, so, so imagine intense. like you, you're doing, uh, so uh, let me think, um, guys pitching, you know, you can tell like he's got his hand yeah. as we doing, he's winding up. Okay. Now you're at, uh, now you're at the ball, you're at the batting cage and this thing just comes out and you don't know. You have no idea where. It yeah. Is. But it's, it's, six, it's 10 feet away from you. I I think I, I like that. That's I, a very good I, yeah, comparison. It, it I, just goes, and I, it's like it's here. It can be here. It can be close. It can be low. It can be high. It's just always at the same point. Start. What's gonna happen next? I'm not really sure, yeah. but I'm gonna. I literally can only react. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't anticipate what he's gonna do, and it's the same thing when he pat. Yeah. Am I gonna pass or am I gonna shoot? Because it's the same. It's the same stick blade. Yeah. It's just. I'm looking at he's looking at me going is he cheating or is he doing yeah. and then he he makes his decision but yeah, yeah I, can, I can't I, do it I can kind of relate to that because when you're a when you're a defensive defenseman you have no offensive ability <laughs> <laughs> you, you start to you start to you start to pick up on a, some of those things where like you can tell if a guy's gonna shoot pass yeah you try to you try to anticipate some of that stuff um one guy can relate to what you were talking about was Besser. Yeah. If he gets a puck on a stick, like in the slot or wherever it is, I could never tell if he was going to shoot it or pass it or where he was going to go with it. Mm-hmm. It was always just at the same spot. So, like, I, I could never, like, try to anticipate, yeah. even in practice, like, where he was going to go with it. Because obviously you're in practice against these guys. Like, mm-hmm. You're like fuck these guys. I'm, I I hope they're I hope they're in the locker room after practice. Like they're rattled. Like fuck, I was terrible. Now <laughs> you were terrible because my fucking stick was in the way the whole time. <laughs> you know, like that's what you took pride in. But I I could never get that guy's fucking stick down. Yeah. Like I I knew like when guys were gonna shoot there, like pass or. I could get my stick yeah. in the way most of the time. I can't yeah. get my stick in front of Besser's shot or pass <clears throat> or whatever it is. Goaltending is a fine line between anticipation and reaction. And as you get higher in the levels, that line just gets smaller and smaller yeah, yeah. and smaller. Because at a certain point, you can't react fast enough. And yeah. at a certain point, you're going to over-anticipate and they're going to change it up on you. And they're going to notice you did it. Yeah. So 
There's levels to it, man. That's that's what I'm saying. There is. Yeah. There's another level that none of us even can comprehend. No. Nope. <laughs> except, except for Thatcher. And yeah. I, yeah. And I and I watch. I'm watching these playoff games, and I'm like, that's that's a level I can never understand. No. Yeah. I never got there. I I like it. I enjoy watching it. I was never there myself. I never got that down. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, Coiner, thanks for coming on this week, man. It's been a great time. Um, despite all the technical difficulties we dealt with this week, Coiner stuck with us the whole time yeah. and gave a gave a great episode talking about goaltenders. Um, thanks for coming on, man. That yeah. was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pretty spontaneous uh, thing here today, but uh, you know, yeah. glad you guys had me, and uh, it was a good time. Absolutely. <laughs>